Hello, everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. I am joined by Michael Huber Hello. at the end. Post Shamu 3, Michael Huber. Yes. Uh, in between us, we've got Bradley Ellis. Hi. Brad, you, I say this with love. You would, you, if you could choose to be a Jedi or a Sith, you would be a Sith, right? I don't know, man. Like, both have benefits? Yeah. I don't know, like, being a Sith is real dangerous, dude. Real dark. Because there could only be two. Can you get stabbed in the back at some yeah, point? Yeah, like, that's just the way it goes. Like, yeah, you're going to get betrayed no matter what. Yeah. I think you could, I think you could, you, you could be one of them. Okay, cool. I believe in it. Cool. Uh, I'm going to be hosting you through this. I am Ben Moore. Star Wars has been on my brain Everyone's a lot. I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's come back. Yeah. That Mandalorian show is pretty, pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen, ep- haven't seen episode five yet yeah, right. of it, but you have. No yeah. spoilers. Don't say no spoilers. Yeah. Don't say yeah. I, think, I think Jedi Fallen Order is pretty good. And mm-hmm. so I thought maybe we would open up this podcast as, as Star Wars fans talking about episode nine. Mm. Because there's something that I've just been like trying to sit with, and I just can't. Like, how the fuck are they going to bring Palpatine back <laughs> in a way that makes any goddamn sense? <laughs> I mean, I use Orochimaru as a point of comparison, and like Voldemort and Sauron, Horcrux. These, yeah, these big bads that never truly go away. Yeah. And to me, Palpatine is like one of the most legendary manipulators in the history of all pop fiction. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready to believe it. It's just can they do it in a believable Convincing way, way? You know? Yeah. Like I'm so ready to believe it. If anyone could manipulate life and death like that, it'd be Palpatine. So let's talk about like Voldemort and Sauron. Mm-hmm. I, I like that you brought these comparisons <laughs> up because. <laughs> I, th- I think what kind of makes it work in those stories, I think let's use Sauron as an example. Mm-hmm. Sauron is just kind of this looming threat, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's in the background, you know he's there, but the thing with the Emperor is that you see him. He takes up, you, you have that confrontation. Yeah. He becomes less of a looming threat in the background and more of somebody that you just deal with up front he is the end point mm-hmm. and then you see him go down and i think having that just having it be dumped into that yeah pit but what about uh fellowship the very beginning when you see sauron go down by Osul- but that's Osul- in the past that's in the past yeah. so but it, now it return of the myth- jedi is in the past now yes. that's like the second age and now we're in the new third age well, right but i'm saying i'm saying like, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. Like, those were all movies. They weren't just a flashback. For sure. You know, for we sure, spent sure, two sure. hours true, true, true. in... We spent fair point, fair point. ...with all of those movies. And so I think it being in a flashback, especially the first thing that you see, that world building, I, I think it just lends it kind of the, more of this mystical thing where it, the, the looser you make something true. when you bring it in. I just feel like... The Emperor is so well defined, and now after yeah. the prequels, even even more defined. Mm-hmm. And so, like him just showing up. If there were, especially because there's no right. even whispers right. in seven or eight about it, right? Just Unless like they our... throw something together, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like oh, right, okay. right. And that's the thing is 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 if you could maybe think back and piece. Th- so I I don't want to spoil it for anybody, and I won't. Yeah. But in Watchmen. There's a big reveal that just happened in the latest episode. And it's pretty crazy. And what's kind of cool about it 
is if you think about it, you immediately start noticing the foreshadowing that they did in past episodes. And it feels that big moment because that foreshadowing was there, it feels kind good. of makes it feel it's so earned. earned. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just worried. For sure. And I think that's a problem with The Last Jedi, right? Is like things just kind of happen and they don't feel earned. And yeah. I, so I think that is what is making me so hesitant with episode nine is because I feel like I've already had that sensation with this movie. Yeah. What if Vader's helmet is the Horcrux? It could be, dude. I don't know. I'm kidding around. Brett, what do you think? <laughs> oh, about Palpatine coming back? Yeah. I So I hope there's a good explanation for it. I honestly love Palpatine. Yeah. I just think he's such an awesome villain. I just love him, dude. He's yeah. so cool. Just such a fun villain, dude. Master We've said, manipulator. We've said do it to each other yeah, for he's like years. A he's a legendary villain. Yeah. yeah. And I just love him. And there, it seems to be after Last Jedi, there is no big bad guy in the background kind of thing because, you know, Snoke got uh, axed up really quick. Uh, so I think they need someone else to help deal with that conflict of Kylo and Rey. So, like, let's have Palpatine do it. But, yeah, I just hope how it's implemented is what is good. What if Snoke was, like, a weird clone of Palpatine or something? I mean, sure. Some, like, clay face, like, kind of offshoot. Sure, sure, yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't maybe. I mean, it, that wouldn't be <laughs> out of the realm of possibility in Star Wars. I mean, Anakin was like literally born from the Force. Yeah. So like anything could happen. Um. Yeah, I think I think the reason why I'm even spending Sorry, time can I just bring something up yeah, too. So like Palpatine talks about like Darth Plagueis and all that yeah. stuff about like life Darth and keeping Plagueis people the wise. People, keeping people from dying and stuff like that so he could have some forbidden force knowledge I don't know dude there's just a bunch of weird stuff they could do reanimation jutsu that, that's kind of the, the amazing thing about Star Wars is like you can do whatever the hell you, you want yeah you can yeah. Mm-hmm. like you just start peeling back your layers and you're like this is fucking insane yeah. mm-hmm. like they are Anything just like cobbling this together yeah. with just insane ideas like they've done so much yeah uh, over the decades, but uh, I think I think the reason why I'm spending any time thinking or worrying about this at all is just because with the Mandalorian and with Jedi Fallen Order and Episode Nine. Well, I haven't seen Episode Nine. Still, yet. the fact that it's coming, it's like this is sure. a, this is a Star Wars moment. Yes, unlike other moments, you know, this is a big deal. This is a big moment as a Star Wars There's fan. There's a lot happening. There's a lot happening yes. with Star Wars right now. I, I agree with that, totally. And I think just, like, with Disney Plus being able to just mm-hmm. easily, easily watch access, every, yeah. and, Yes. So, yeah, you're right. I think it's a good point to bring up. There's a lot happening. But what I'm trying to say is, like, those two things have kind of made me feel a way that I haven't in a long time where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, Star Wars can be, like, more than just entertaining or more mm-hmm. than just something that feels like you know uh, a week-long fast days like it can be really good it can hit you in a special place mm-hmm. where you just you want to believe and so i just i kind of want what i'm saying with rise of skywalker is i want that to continue i don't want to like yeah, go to the want, theater obviously we want the trend to continue <laughs> right right but right, it's right. like I'm sure a lot of us gone through this. Lifelong fans of Star Wars, it's just ups and downs all the time. If yes. the Knights are it is. It's a it, roller. It's a yeah. huge roller coaster. For two minutes, I'll be happy. Yeah. So why why is it so much like riding on the Knights of Ren? Because <laughs> it's so. Do you animated? need to ask? <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's so Akatsuki. It's Akatsuki Organization yeah. Thirteen. 
Dude, I was in, it's like kind of spoilers, man. Groups. I was in the Ralph's and they had like a Ralph's like bag. And on the bag were some like, some knights. Mm. I didn't look too closely. Like, You're just like, oh, Ralph's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just want I just want to envision you like scaring some like poor elderly person who's just Ralph's trying to get their food. Like <laughs> Ralph spoilers. <laughs> and you just like scream like, the knights! <laughs> the yeah, knights! you start running away. The knights are red. <laughs> um, I swear one of them had an axe. I'm not even kidding around. Like a giant. I believe you. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. What's cool about this episode of Frame Trap, I think with the fall season, you know, we talk a lot about about big games, huge releases that a lot of people are playing. Um, Some smaller stuff this time around. Mm -hmm. But certainly huge for you, Huber. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Mm. I want to talk to you about Shenmue 3. Shenmue 3. Like, and I guess my first question is, was it just, like, constant love the whole time? Did your feelings on it evolve? Like, where, like, where, how did it feel to finally be here? Constant love. Constant love. Constant appreciation. And, like, was that appreciation just, hey, this exists? Or, yeah. hey, this exists and it's exactly what I want it to be? It's mostly what I wanted it to be. Obviously, there's some concessions because of the way the development of this series has gone. <laughs> like, combat is just not good. It's not that good. It's not broken. It's not terrible. Is it a step back? So explain explain the combat. Explain the combat and why it isn't good and why it's yeah. worse than games that came out a very long time ago. Yeah. Uh, the First of all, they just removed throws. Completely gone. No throwing. No grabs. Can't even grab an opponent. So just punches and kicks. The movement is stiff. You know, you move kind of really slow. Yeah. Um, for a series that is so rooted in what martial arts is, every fighter you face feels the same. Sure. When really everyone should have their clearly defined style and feeling. Um... Yeah, and just the animations and stuff. You know, when you hit people, it feels like you're hitting a brick wall instead of a, a person. So, I guess, how often are you fighting? And the reason I ask that question is, how. so, like, if the fighting is not good, mm-hmm. how much does that detract from the overall? It detracts a little bit. Like, the moves do have some impact. Like, the, the elbow the feels shotgun. like a shotgun yeah. blast. So, like, it's comical in a way, which makes it enjoyable because it's so ridiculous, you know? Mm -hmm. So there is that. Like, it does have its moments. There are times when, like, there are glimpses of it. You see it. Like, you'll do a cool combo, then they will, and then you will. Like, really cool blocks and exchanges. But it's, like, so rare for everything to kind of come together for that to happen. I I feel like... uh... That shotgun blast elbow that you're yeah. talking about yeah. fits with that very distinct <laughs> yeah. Shenmue vibe. It does. You know, That's that, why... that that Shenmue awkwardness that is its own kind of humor in yeah. a way. Yeah. Like, like, combat was never the best part of Shenmue games. Mm. It was always fun and functional, but it's not the biggest. It's not a deal breaker. It's not, you know, this game is ruined. I can't play this. Um, it's alleviated by the fact that you're not always fighting. It's alleviated by the fact that some of the fights will be quick time events, like in the previous games. So we get those really flashy, cool mm-hmm. QTEs. Yeah. 
Um, and then sparring, training is different from fight from an actual fight. So when you're training, you have to manually enter moves you obtain from scrolls, move scroll, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just repetition, which factors into like the the RP of martial arts. You're just like. Do 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 right. do 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 x x square x x square and just over mm-hmm. and over and mastering and leveling up your moves, uh, which is weirdly meditative and and addicting. Um, how how much do you need to train throughout the game to be effective? A good amount, and that is where I think the strength of Shenmue Three is is the is how everything feels meaningful and impactful. Money. So, the best part, right, to just simply exist, to walk around, to run, to train, uses stamina. To replenish your stamina, you need to eat food. To eat food, you need money. To get money, you need to do jobs and uh, sell things, you know? So, uh, you can gather herbs and gather capsules and sell them. You can exchange them for move scrolls, so you can either get like money or tokens or or move scrolls. So just the way every single thing in the game kind of feeds into itself is really, really balanced and well done. Like every morning, you know, you have your routines. It's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Right. You wake up in the morning, you go for a stroll, you hit the dojo, you do some horse stance, some one inch punch, some sparring. Are you grab talking a about? Meal? Are you talking about your real life or Shenmue Three? <laughs> Both. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I think the biggest question that I have going in for this is, especially for you, you wanted Shenmue 3 so badly because you wanted the story to continue and eventually conclude. Yeah. The story does not conclude in Shenmue 3. Mm-mm. How does that sit with you? I knew it going in, so I'm fine with it. Okay. We knew before this thing even was made. Yeah. That there needed to be a Shenmue 4. This is one step closer to the complete package. So I was never worried about what's to come, mm-hmm. what may never come. You're just focused on it now. I was focused on this and this alone. This is the story. This is the moment of Rio's journey that we are playing. And we'll worry about cliffhanger endings and sure. what may or may not come down the line. Uh how significant is this step? I mean, comparing the story that is presented here to Shenmue 2 and Shenmue 1, yeah. I, I think, Highlight. especially since Highlight, so much time has passed, yeah. you know, that, that it raises the expectations naturally. I don't want to give any story beats away, so I'm going to be really, really vague. But yeah. We get to dive into and author Rio's past. There are optional moments. It's some of my favorite stuff in the game. Optional moments. After a long day, you come home to Shenhua's house. You have conversations with her. Mm-hmm. And you talk about childhood and home and Japan and what your parents are like and your any, friends. Her, her any biohazard like. talk at all? Or? <laughs> Resident Evil? Yes. No. No Nemesis. No, no Mr. No. X. No, uh, you know, you can't talk about Last of Us. We did say that we are a gamer, though. Yeah. Ario is a gamer, so that's an option. Yeah, yeah. okay. It's like what did were you, you like just it, say I am a gamer? It's like who, who? What were your friends like? Or like, how did you roll around as a kid? Like, what were you, what type of kid were you? And the answer is gamer, brawler, or bookworm. Yeah, you can choose one of the three. 
I'm actually choosing between brawler and gamer is difficult. It was I very think. difficult. Gamers. I paused for a long time. I just I want you know that that Rio voice. I am a gamer. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, I'm a gamer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Shenmue One, especially at the time, like they're, 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 this phrase is so overused, but it's it's actually true in the case of Shenmue. There really was nothing like it yeah. in terms of the minutia of the world and and how much you could interact with and how much it tried to bring realism about and have kind of this openness to it. Um, obviously, since games have evolved, that concept is is not, as I, I guess, novel anymore. Mm-hmm. And so are, what, what are the ways, I guess, that Shenmue kind of carries that legacy forward. So instead of three. Yeah, instead of trying to revolutionize, I think it's definitely focused on nostalgia. Okay. You know, it definitely has to pivot towards, hey, we want to mimic one and two and and be like one and two and remember that we're not trying to, you know, be the most expensive video game of all time anymore and right. do crazy new things. So I think by leaning into nostalgia, I think that was the right play because now it feels like those older games, yeah. which in this case is a good thing. Right, and that makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. obviously being a crowdfunded game with, with you know a certain size budget and a certain size scope, having a lot of people mess that up though. A lot of people yeah. a lot of people don't take the right path. And so I think I think being like, okay, this is what Shenmu is and we're gonna honor that and mm-hmm. we're going to try to recreate that sensation rather than do all of these things that maybe we can't do. Totally. I think that's a smart approach. And to be really honest, like my expectations were very guarded, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the way, like, again, I, I went into this. So in the place of this shouldn't exist. And yeah. if it's a complete train wreck, you'll always have one and two, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a remake too. you know, same thing of like, Oh, if I don't really like it, like, you know, I, I didn't think Remake 2 was going to be bad. Right, I know But that mean. similar feeling of, like, oh, if it's bad, you yeah, know, you still have the original. The original. Right. So. Uh, I just kind of get the sense with what you're saying based on, like, how the characters interact and how you said, you mentioned the word highlights when mentioning the story, yeah. that my assumption is that it's kind of giving you exactly the feeling you would want it to give you where it's like they they really wanted to make this game like they had a very clear idea of what they wanted to say mm-hmm. and so like if you are a fan if you have been following these characters like this feels right you yeah. know even though it's been so much time you're kind of just able to slip right back into it totally uh yeah i mean it's got problems you know, yeah. and reviewing it and putting that hat on and right. really like cutting it deep, you know, you can really expose it. <clears throat> like, you can really expose Shenmue 3 for its flaws, but coming at it from that place of just let's go, you know, this, this is a gift from the past. Like, we are lucky to have this. Right. Uh, you just settle into it. And, and again, because the story's so cool. Yeah. Like some of the story stuff didn't work for me. Like some old characters feel kind of shoehorned in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're, I don't want to go into too many plot details. But, like, I guess the pl- I 
love thinking about the plot, but the presentation could have been a little better. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. Now that I get to look back on it just as like vague plot details, it's I like it even more than, than kind the, of the act moment. of experiencing mm. it. Yeah. Mm. So the presentation reminds me of a Dreamcast game. Mm-hmm. Like not a bad way, just how it's like laid out, like the it changing scenes and yeah. everything like that as the conversations are going on. It can feel a little choppy and cumbersome and like yeah. especially going back to one and two and because it was so high budget at the time. The biggest difference for me was in one and two, you really you the the a lot of the scenes can breathe. There is a deliberate and a and a pace for one and two that's a little slower. A little, yeah, like things are very heightened. People take a little longer to speak in between oh, things. It's it's definitely Shenmue is a slow game, yeah. without a doubt. Whereas, but I think you could I think you can say Shenmue is the original Shenmue is also choppy and cumbersome in mm-hmm. its own way, mm-hmm. even at the time. Definitely. But there are like big because, like, just going up to someone in Shenmue and talking to them can, is, like, pretty awkward and cumbersome, right? But it's those cutscenes mm. where you really feel it. Whereas mm-hmm. in 3, the cutscenes are kind of static. Sure. We'll get a little zooms. But in 1 and 2, they really sweep the camera. I get take you what their you're time, saying. Sure. Really get a sense of the mood. They'll, like, show some uh, environment shots for a couple seconds before then going back to the conversation. And 3 is just kind of, like, mm. static. Sure. You know? So... Uh, you you mentioned reviewing this game and and the difficulty of that and that boy that makes a lot of sense because I think as a reviewer particularly if you have maybe a genre of game that you feel maybe a little bit more confident in you fall into that classic game reviewer thing where it's like okay I can communicate that if you really like this type of thing mm-hmm. you'll probably like it and if you don't you won't you know it's, yeah. it's a very that's a very basic thing to say I understand but. You learn how to signal to the people that are that would probably like it. you learn how to cast that net. Shenmue three is such a bizarre example because it's not just like if you're a fan of this, it's like if you want to continue this story yeah, from twenty years that ago. stopped multiple console generations yeah. ago that is trying to <laughs> mimic the presentation at that time, like there's just so many strange qualifiers so that you don't strange. have to think of with other games in the same way. Like you know? it's it's wild, Ben, thinking that at one time it was the most expensive video game of all time. Right. You know, we're coming like that. That means that if we were doing it again that way, that means we would Shenmue Three would be like Red Dead Redemption Two release. You know, Shenmue Three's coming out with this Rockstar budget. Yeah, and it's like. That is not even, not even, the, the, that is an alternate timeline or something. Right, 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 So right. We're, coming at, we're coming at it from just this really bare bones, Kickstarter cobbled together, you know, doing our best. You just, like, everything that you just said, it's really crazy thinking about the timeline of Shenmue and how you never know how things are going to go. Yeah. Because... At the time of Shenmue's release, I mean, it was on magazine covers. It was it was mind blowing. It was so expensive. Mm-hmm. Like it 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 felt like an event. At least it felt like an event to me. And then you just had everything that happened with the series and Yu Suzuki and Sega in general not yeah. making consoles anymore. It, like then that downfall, and then suddenly Shenmue Three is out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
It was well, wild. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's it's wild. Um, and yeah, it'd be completely different if 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 it like if they were like, hey, you know, we're just gonna get our feet wet. We're just gonna remake Shenmue one and two, mm-hmm. like. That would even be a weird and difficult thing, but Shenmue 3 in particular. So, thinking about Shenmue 4, right, assuming that that happens, I think with Shenmue 3, no matter what, no matter who you are, part of your evaluation is kind of like reconciling with the fact that it's back. Yeah. Shenmue 4, you can't really do that again. No. Then it's already back. Higher so, expectations, right, higher right, stakes. Right. So getting closer to the end. Right. So how does I guess how does that what what sort of frame of mind are you going into Shenmue Four now? Now that you've finished Shenmue Three, combat, combat, good combat. Like let's rise to the occasion. Do you expect that to happen? I do. Okay. Yeah, I think I think combat is is Get the weakest. In there. Yeah, I think combat's the weakest part of the game. I don't think you need. Platinum levels would be incredible. Okay, I know you're totally <laughs> kidding. Uh, you know, I don't even think it needs to be as good as Yakuza, but but as responsive and hard hitting as Yakuza, mm-hmm. maybe. He'd actually. But it's just so different, you know. Like Yakuza is all about brawling, and Shinmu is all about martial arts. Martial arts. And I really want it to just be like watching Ip Man, you know? Mm. I always bring up Ip Man, just because it's. I watched it recently. It's been on my mind. Yeah, you brought it up like a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to... I want to... I want that feeling, sure. you know, of really awesome martial arts. Kind of like Rise to Honor, but not. Mm. Remember that? Yeah, the Jet Li game? Yeah. yeah it was fun. And it's, and it's so simple, right? It's just yeah. like, all right, attacks are on the right stick, and mm-hmm. like do that. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I think that is a an immensely frustrating thing about games is there are these games that come out, they don't do super well, so they don't justify a sequel, but they had really good ideas that no one ever picks up with and runs with. Yeah. You know, the only things that really take off are the things that sell a lot, which mm-hmm. which is frustrating. But yeah, uh, I think the 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 path too of the Kickstarter helped because every single time I saw Shenmue 3, it looked better than the last time. Every time, you know. Right trailer comes out oh it's looking better oh it's looking better so i get the sense that they are really trying to do right by the by the fans yeah i think that always carries a lot like i I think that is something that carries a lot with bloodstained is you really got the sense that they were trying to honor the legacy Mm -hmm. of castlevania and that because ega just bleeds that i mean yeah yeah like that helps so much that yu suzuki probably has had the storyboard and, you know, art direction. Like, you probably had so much of this already planned out. So from day one, you have, like, years of a head start on your development. Yeah. yeah. That's got to count for something. Where you want the story to go, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, with, with video games in particular, it can be difficult because sometimes you end up waiting, <clears throat> you know, a couple of years. Sometimes you end up waiting three or four years. Sometimes you end up waiting five or six. In the case of Shamu, you've been waiting a very... Very long time. And obviously it doesn't take you as long to play the game as it does to wait for it. And that, that can be frustrating sometimes where, it, where it's just like you just, you're so ready for more. How do you kind of feel in the, in the process of, of waiting for whatever comes next? I can wait as long as need be now to continue on. And three lasted longer than I thought it would. You know, I expected to beat it in a weekend and it took me like a full week. Wow, for like you. Like five, six good nights, you know? I mean, you you, you savored that thing. I savored it. You, I was chopping wood for hours. Yep. <laughs> you, you, you sniffed it, and you said, 
put it back in the oven. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's obviously a part Crisp where... Crisp it up. You know, it warns you, classic video game, like, hey, are you sure you want to continue oh, on sure. here? Make sure you... Yeah. Make you're sure like you're ready to... Yeah. yeah. So it's like, oh, I got some loose ends to tie up. It, it, it never happens, but I, I think when you have that question and they're so blatant about it, like, hey, man, this is it. Yeah. Like, you have the fear of, I hope something doesn't happen and like I can't correct it like I like you just you know that yeah that fear of not being able to to go back to go back yeah 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 yeah. well Hubert it's good to have you talk about Shenmue 3 we did it on a frame track yeah man we did it yeah man yeah you and, you did and it lived <laughs> up I feel like you will this into existence you did it Huber oh, good job and all you know, uses of he about the wait saying you you can wait you know as as long as you need to not going to be too hard when that Resident Evil 3 art comes out. <laughs> what are we talking about? This this man finishes the, wondering he's got another joke, one. What Huber wants here. Yeah, we still got Dino Crisis before Shenmue 4, I mean. <laughs> I Give it time. I am convinced <laughs> that Dino Crisis will come back. It's got based to. Based on everything that's happened. It's got to. There's a new Half-Life game. I know. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Isn't Huber. New everything. We would spend a lot of time at Game Trailers talking about Things that should come back, mm-hmm. and I am not kidding. I think it's pretty much happened. It's pretty much <laughs> like everything. Yeah. Streets of Rage Four yes! is coming. <laughs> Still waiting on Dark Cloud. Come yeah, back. Dark Cloud Still Three. Let's Dark go. Cloud. Yeah, and siphon some of those powers. To... There's a couple. Yeah. There's Share still a couple. The wealth. There's still Fantasy a couple. Star Online Two. It's <laughs> happening. There's really only a couple big hitters of all time left, yeah. and it's like. Ape Escape is a big one. Huge following out there wants Ape Escape. And um, there's one huge one still. My mind just went blank. I'll think of it. It just went into my mind. In okay. Way. All right. Some Japanese RPG. I forget. Okay. It'll come. Uh, we're gonna... It's been a long day. Yeah. Not, not really... Very related to um, Shenmue at all, but a game that I had no hype for that I've gotten to put in some time with, and I'm really liking. Like it, and those are those are always the best moments when you go in with nothing and you come out with a lot. And that game is Phoenix Point. Phoenix Point. So Phoenix Point is XCOM. I was gonna say, isn't this like the game that looks like XCOM? Yeah, it's so it's wait. not. It's not just. It's look. not just. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh no. It, oh. Okay. It is XCOM, so it but is... But it's not XCOM. No, Name it is wise. not XCOM, so... Co- Lore-wise. Yes. Okay. The guy the guy kind of... one, the, A guy behind XCOM is making this. Got oh, it. Okay. The original... Some not, kind of John Carmack Axis, making Some sort of Bloodstained situation? The guy yeah. behind the original XCOM, not the Firaxis XCOM, but Phoenix Point takes a lot from Firaxis XCOM. Are you with me? Yes. 100%. Okay. Like, like... Down to the interface, just so <laughs> nice. much. But um, it's really, really good. And I think I think the thing to say out of the gate with Phoenix Point that is always a good reminder. Um, and it it happened with XCOM two, um, and it's happening with Phoenix Point, where just kind of the general conceit of what XCOM is doing. This those really tense. You make it by with this through the, with the skin of your teeth. Mm. You have to deal with loss constantly. That kind of strategic tension, Darkest Dungeon, gives a very mm. similar feeling 
to that. And so if you're somebody who likes that struggle, uh, the, the highs are so high and the lows are so low, you can definitely find that in Phoenix Point. But I think what is cool about Phoenix Point, and I, I, <laughs> I haven't seen too many games do this, is there, there is so much XCOM in this, to the point where if you've played XCOM Enemy Unknown or XCOM 2, you're going to be able to slip into this, especially with the pretty solid tutorial that they have, where nice. they, they, they go over everything, but it doesn't feel like they're playing the game for you. They're just sort of smartly introducing these concepts and then sending you on your way. Um, what is cool about it is the changes that they add account for a lot. Um, one of the biggest change is they, they talk about having realistic ballistics. And so in XCOM, right, you, one of the things that people always make fun about is like you're right in front of somebody, but you miss them. Yeah. Or like you miss, you know, a high percentage chance shot or something. The way Phoenix Point works is a little bit different. And so what you can do is you can just generally target somebody or you can zoom in and you actually get free aim. And Vats. you can, it's kind of like that. Yeah. But like, say they're behind Vats. cover but they're like leg is sticking out. Oh. You can zoom and target target, that. target kneecaps. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. Ben, that's my favorite thing to target, yeah, dude. So to go kneecaps. for the kneecaps. Oh my god, dude. That's just like wounding someone. Yeah. For life, crippling them. You're and crippling so people. You you have to make these decisions. Like D&D, man, go for the kneecap. It's it's not just like can I hit the thing or can I not hit the thing? It's like, okay, I can hit the thing, but I can only hit, you know, this little part that's sticking out. Yeah. And then there are other decisions that play on top of that. So, like, you can target weapons, you can disarm people, mm. um, and different body parts that you disable will have different effects to the point, so you're fighting these, like, uh, the, the developers describe them as, like, these Lovecraftian creatures, these sort of mutated from the sea yeah, organisms. Cthulhu yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're very fleshy and grotesque and cool, um, very sea creature like, and so you can target different body parts. And like, if you let's say this one enemy is really causing you trouble with one attack, if you hit the right body part that issues that attack, they won't be able to do that anymore. Mm, nice. So you have all of these decisions to make, uh, which is really really cool. And rather than it be percentage. You see, like, the color of their health bar will... The, the whiter it is, the higher your chance. Nice. Um, and the enemy design also plays into that in pretty interesting ways. Uh, I'm only, like, maybe a couple hours into the game. Not, not super far by any means. Um, but, like, there are these, these super basic enemies. Like, the most basic enemies in the game, they have these shields... And so they will put these shields down, and so it's like, okay, I can use a grenade, which is a limited resource, to blow up that shield so I can get around them. I can try to target these different body parts. I can use Overwatch, so when they move, they can't have their shield down. Um, and just all of these different decisions just with that one enemy. And then there are other enemies like that. Like, there's an enemy that goes invisible, and so it's like, well, do I want to disable the thing that makes him go invisible? Super interesting tactical decisions. Um... And you have a lot of flexibility with the action point system as well, where, uh, like, if you get caught, you'll still be able to move around, and it, it just feels like a more universal pool that you can do more things with. People have really talked up the vehicles, which I haven't really Ooh. gotten to mess around with yet. Um, but the vehicles seem really good. Obviously, you can transport people, but you can also attack. Can you Other get vehicles in XCOM? 
I, no, not. Yeah, I don't I remember. Don't so, right? I don't remember any mm. vehicles. Cool. Yeah, that's um, a cool addition. Yeah, and the other thing that's neat about it that it plays into is there are destructible environments. So, let's say somebody's behind cover, you can blow up a wall and then just shoot them or that make your geo mod technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the and so <clears throat> vehicles, which I haven't experienced yet, can also do that and nice. break open cover and stuff. But, um, yeah, the other thing that's really interesting, too, it's pretty much right out of the gate. I've got these three factions to work with, and two of them want me to betray this other faction, <laughs> and there are different paths that you can go down. And all What's, three... the fa- What's the faction they want, they, want, they want to betray? So the faction that they want to betray is they want to betray these, like, tech guys. So there's new Jericho. How are the tech guys? How are they? They seem, they, they're definitely my least favorite. Oh, okay. My favorite <laughs> yeah, ones okay. right now. Okay. Are these these like new disciple guys where they're like, you know what? We can use this this virus that's happening. We can use these alien life form. We're going to. We believe that humans need to evolve, oh. and so we're going to. These guys are sketch. Yeah. Oh, they're super they're sketch. So sketch. They're super super sketch. But they're like, we're gonna fuse with them and become. Oh my god! And so you get you get basically these three different paths to go down. You can emphasize technology. You can emphasize military might, or you can emphasize genetic mutation. <laughs> genetic and, mutation. And right now, the new Jericho guys, the military guys, <laughs> and the genetic mutation guys want me to raid the. <laughs> Settlements of uh, the tech guys, and so you just you so have this interesting up. dynamic at play already. And so, like the new Jericho guys were getting attacked, and so I went and I helped them, and I bailed them out. And then my my points went up, and they're like, "Hey, we still don't trust you, but maybe do some more things for us." And so that interaction is cool. And what I like about the story presentation is it's it's pretty light, you know, and it's not super innovative storytelling. This this menace that you have to deal with. I feel like I'm being pulled in enough interesting threads, and I have decisions to make immediately. Yeah. And so it feeds into the satisfaction of the strategy, where nice. it's like I'm not just fighting. I'm not just doing these missions. Like I'm thinking about the world and how I want to align myself, which is cool. Nice. I think that's good. Yeah. Um, that is good. And so, it, yeah, it, it really takes a lot of what XCOM does well and just adds kind of its own twist on it. And I don't think that's going to be enough for some people. Sure. Um, but if you, if you like that, yeah. RPG junkies yeah. are sure to When was the last XCOM? This? It's been a long time, hasn't it? War of the a Chosen, was a, War of the Chosen a was a couple of years okay. ago, yeah. Gotcha. I want to say 2017, oh, 2016. Oh, okay. sooner than I thought. Something like that. Okay. Um, I did not get to play enough War of the Chosen, which was just saying. But anyway, um, back to Phoenix Point. One criticism that that happened right before I left to shoot this thing is there was a mission that I was doing that was giving me some trouble and they were like the threat level is medium and what you had to do is you had to you the enemies just seemed like they would keep coming Mm. and I had to destroy these two different alien towers and I was focusing too much on the ground units and not the towers and so I was getting overwhelmed and I was like well I'll just redo the mission I, th- and it gave me a completely different configuration. It was randomized. Whoa. And the new, so it was the same, like, I believe it was objective. the same threat level. It was the same objective. <clears throat> it put a tower, like, right next to me. I was able to destroy the tower in one turn, and the mission was cleared, and it was the easiest thing ever. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> 
What? So you can just keep reloading until you get an optimal. So I don't know. This is just one example, okay, but okay. it was something that raised a flag. You need where I was to... like, the disparity in the layouts of these missions seemed crazy. And the first layout made sense where it's like, okay, I'm being pulled in these two different directions and I have to deal with these two different things. Whereas this other one, it just spit it right out in front of me. And it's yeah. like, this is a problem. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm worried about that. I hope that that is not, maybe that was just a weird anomalous thing that happened. But uh, yeah, I'm curious if that will be a problem down the line. Yeah, because you could just keep re-rolling. Right, yeah. It, it makes you think, like, hey, if I'm struggling with a mission, I'll just keep re-rolling. Um, you know, so. Weird. Very weird. Very weird. But cool game. Nice. Cool game. Sounds cool. Phoenix I don't know point. if it's Phoenix as cool four. as Shovel Knight King of Cards. Oh, Shovel Knight King of Cards. Knight. real cool. I love this game. Uh, so yeah, Shovel Knight King of Cards. Uh, like the, the previous two character DLCs, the first one was Plague Knight. Played around, you go through yep. some of the same levels you've gone through before, the laid out different. Spectre Knight, same thing. King Knight is like that. It's the biggest one out of all of them. It's longer than Shovel Knight, too. That's how you know Yacht Club Games is like yeah. longer than all of Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight has yeah. been going since, like, 2014. This is crazy. And they're like, yeah, this is the this is the biggest one. Yeah. And there's also a card game in the, the game that's really fun. A really fun card game. Like, yeah. I don't really like card games that much most of the time, but this is a good card game. Dude. I mean, do you... Is it's, the card game mandatory? No, is it it's not. Okay. Like, it's optional, but it's, like, part of the story, mm-hmm. but you don't have to do it. Nice. But it's pretty, like, I I'll just explain the card right. game real quick. So. Is it better than Triple Triad? Uh, It's kind of similar. It's, like, when I think of Triple Triad, I think of the layout of, like, 3-3-3 three, three, three or whatever yes, like yeah. that. It's like that also. Okay. The whole point of the game is most of the time is there's, like, like uh, gems on the board, and your objective is to get your card on the gem. And once the board is filled, the game's over. But you can, like, move cards. You can push other guys' cards out of the way. You can, like, destroy their cards. The map changes also, like, depending on who you're fighting with. I don't really, like, want to give away who you play against in this game. But if you've played Shovel Knight, you will recognize people in this game. So you'll be playing people that you may know from Shovel Knight. And some of the things they do to the board change up. You're telling me I get to fight Kratos from God of War? (laughs) Yes. One of the things is, like, there may be, like, some rocks on the the map, so you can't push cards off so easy like that. Just, like, if you twist. You could also buy items that let you cheat in the card game because you're playing as King Knight in this game, and he's not necessarily a good guy or anything like that. He's kind of a bad guy, but you could just buy, like, things with your money to, like, cheat so you could, like, flip your cards with someone else's like that. Just, like, cool little things like that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, go ahead. Um... So that that card game is really cool. With the so you said this was an optional thing. Is there a strong incentive to do it that will help you on your adventure? So you could there's like three specific like bars, taverns you go to to play people, and each place has a certain amount of people you should beat to go to like progress. I haven't finished everything, so I don't know yet. But to like get and you have like different level cards you can buy. You can buy cards. And by beating certain areas, you unlock a new tier, like rank one, rank two, rank three cards, stuff like that. This sounds very... So, I don't know what happens when you do everything. I haven't finished it yet. This sounds, like, very substantial. This is a lot. You may get, like, some items or something like that. I just... I don't know. And you just access it from the main menu of Shovel Knight? It's in the game. It's, like, actually in the game. No, I mean the the whole DLC. Yeah. So, how it's worked in the past was there was Shovel Knight, then there became Plague of Shadows. I don't know if that was listed separately, but then when Spectre Knight came out... Shovel Knight just became Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, mm-hmm. and those two were included in that. So if you have Treasure Trove, you will get this for free. Got it. Um, 
So Spectre Knight and Plague Knight, what was so exciting about them is how different they were from Shovel Knight himself. Mm-hmm. How does King Knight so play into continuing that? the tradition? King Knight plays very differently from Shovel Knight. So King Knight's main thing is is like a charge. He kind of does like a like a, a Wario charge almost, yeah. I would say. And when you charge something, he like uh, gets air and does like the Mario Super Mario World like the spin. Mm. He gets a, a little spin thing. You can like destroy stuff with that. But the spin is amazing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's all. That's all I've got. So like, think of the <laughs> Wario charge mixed with the spin from Super Mario World. You okay. do both, but you could chain this stuff together. So like, if you hit a wall, you go up in there with the jump. You can do your spin jump and land on something else, then do an additional charge. Nice. So there's a lot of combos. Yeah, of like platforming combos, like charge into this, spin into this, charge right here, spin right this. And the game. Like the other two, what I think Shovel Knight does really great, or a lot of them, is every level they seem to introduce like a little new mechanic per level. Mm-hmm. Like one level, there's ice, so you you can like ice skate through the level. There's one level, there's like green blocks you jump on, they bounce, and there's one level where you can't like jump off certain things like that. That's really cool. I I, I think what's so impressive is, especially for it being DLC, mm-hmm. especially for it being inspired by eight bit and sixteen bit games. Mm-hmm. And again, like, it being so long since the original game that they're doing so much that feels fresh and mm-hmm. new and exciting and not just a retread of the same old stuff. Yeah. Wild. Uh, as you progress through the game, you you get new items like Shovel Knight. Mm-hmm. So you get, like, a, I got, like, some sweet fire sword, man, just launching the air. You, like, just spin, kind of like a... Who's spinning? It's like a spinning, like, I can't think of who it like is. Like the hammer in Monster like, Hunter Like World. the... Yeah, kind of like that. Like the item in Ninja Gaiden, the old ones you get where you spin into the blade. It was mm, kind of like that. Sure. I was like, oh, this is sick. Get like a cape where you can reflect stuff back at people. So you get items throughout the game. Just like how, sh- it was kind of like how Shovel Knight worked. Like Shovel Knight would get new items like that. Yeah, yeah. King Knight also gets a lot of stuff like that. Um, In terms of difficulty, how does this rank up against the other Shovel I would say Knight it's kind of the same. Kind of the same. Kind of okay. the same. Yeah. If, uh, what how I remember the... is Plague Knight being the hardest for me at the time. Yeah. But it's been a long time since I've played that. Getting used to, like, the arc of Plague Knight's attacks, I think, was... This was... is, like, so... Like, a lot of the Shovel Knight characters, I think there's, like, a growth a growth thing of just getting used to how they work and sure. getting comfortable with them. Yeah. Probably, like, 30... Or, you're probably in a couple levels, you'll get it. And the game sure. eases you in very nicely. Uh... How are the boss fights? Uh, great. I can't. I don't really want to talk about a lot of the things you fight. Sure. But there are boss fights. Uh, they're not necessarily the same as Shovel Knight. Or Shovel Knight, you'd go to like a guy's lair. You go to the end. There's the boss, like Mega Man or something like that. This yeah. is not necessarily like that. Mm. A lot of the levels are just like you'll go through. That's the end. But there are bosses. But some of them are just kind of on the field, almost like Super Mario Brothers three, like how the original map was. There's characters on the map yeah, running around. You could run yeah. into them and fight them, like mini bosses. Cool. Uh, so you said this was the biggest. Yeah, of it's the, the longest. Yeah, the things that the came most out. levels. Yeah. How do you have any idea what we're talking about in terms of hours? So I could tell you. I think I looked at my original Shovel Knight file on my PC, and it was like three hours to beat it. Okay. I didn't do everything, but when I beat this, but I didn't finish everything on this either. It was five and a half. Okay. Shovel Knight base game was only three hours. If you just like, you can go through that game fast. You know what you're doing. I feel, like, I it feel was like longer. I feel like it was longer for me in my first I feel like time. It was I'm, just, I'm just saying what my time was. Like. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Pro it Brad. might not have been. My, it, not, it might not have been my first time playing it. I beat that game a lot. Yeah, yeah. I have a proposal for you guys. It's way too hot in this room, 
and we've got a whole show ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna turn down the air real quick, and Go you guys it. keep talking okay. about Shovel Knight or whatever. Yeah, or Wars or Wars. Uh, Shovel Knight's awesome, man. I want to play this DLC. Did you play the other two? I no. forgot, dude. Killing me, man. I know. They're great. Finished well, Shovel Knight. You got them though. You have them. They're nice. there. They're there. Yeah, I'm like really. I always forget they added Kratos. Yeah. Into the PlayStation version. So hold what on. about the Battletoads? That's the Xbox version. You so you haven't played Specter Knight. No. You haven't played Specter Knight or played. Okay. I the, know. I'm just gonna say this: the world in general, all the people of the world, however many people there are, have not appreciated that Specter Knight DLC mm-hmm. enough. It's good. I, I liked Plague Knight. It I took thought it was me, good. Specter Knight was awesome. It took me a long time to get to Hollow Knight. Finally did that. Yeah, now but I'm gonna go but, back. Ha, like you're like, hey, this is the mo- you've seen the light. Dude, Silk Song. I just Silk say Silk Song, and now Silksong. now you can understand. Mm-hmm. Today we decided that Silk Song is going to be shadow dropped at the Game Awards. We decided. Huber, you can't pull this shit. We decided <laughs> <laughs> during the Shenmue Three stream. We made it official. Here's the problem. <laughs> you. Say things that I haven't even thought about. <laughs> like you're setting me up for disappointment. If if Silk Song is Shadow Drop to the Game Awards, I demand yeah, that over. whatever it's stream we're, that we're doing, yeah. we just end broadcast <laughs> and go play Silk Song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dude. One thing you talk about is Spectre Knight that made it so good is I think the story. Yeah. He's and I a think cool character. I think King Knight has a story going on there also. Yeah, and I liked it's been a while, but I really like. It's liked been a while. The, yeah, I, I liked the characters in the hub. There was just so mm-hmm. much personality, and that was obviously a strong thing about. Yeah, the, the other charm games. that is in all the shovel knights definitely carries over to this. The okay. same like type of presentation How, is is the hub different that you're in? I believe it is, from okay. what I remember. Okay, cool, dude. You got me itching to play these. They're great. Itching. They're not too long. They all They're super the chill. The ones came out at. They're super busy fun. times. It always comes out at a busy time. Like, what are they doing? So busy right now. They were working. Shovel Knight is a lot like Mario 3 or Mario World or, you know, pick your favorite classic platformer of choice. Mm -hmm. Where, like, I I feel like there's so much you can consume where it's like, well, this was good, this was bad, and it's like you, that gif of you and Bopopolis. This is, like, that's how I feel (laughs) playing Shovel Knight, you know? Where you're just just in it. You're in the moment. And you're not... (laughs) Yeah. You're just happy. Shovel Knight, yeah. He was happy. Definitely a good time. Uh, it's worth mentioning that Treasure Trove never came to Vita or 3DS, mm-hmm. so this will not be on those platforms either. But we've got you Switch, got PCs, PS4, yes. PC, Xbox. Xbox. <clears throat> Is that it? Uh, four platforms, yeah. Engage, I think. Maybe on a... Linux, I'm not sure. I mm. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, there's, there's still quite a lot of options to play. But yeah, if you have Shovel Knight... Doesn't Ben strike you as someone who had Linux in Engage? In Engage? Yeah, I I'd wanted one. I believe it. <laughs> I wanted one. I believe it. They had they had this Elder Scrolls game <laughs> on Engage that I wanted to play. Oh man, they had Duke Nukem 3D, and I was mm-hmm. like, I have this on PC, but I want to play it on Engage. <laughs> I did. I didn't have an Engage, but I had a Tiger Gamecom, Whoa. which I also believe had Duke Nukem on it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was the nineties. Duke was everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a Sonic game that I had on the Tiger Gamecom, and Virtua Fighter, mm-hmm. I believe. It's been it's been ages, but I think Virtua Fighter and Sonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people do you time. think watching this right now own an Engage? Two. Not owned. Own two. 
currently I'm gonna they need, have I'm going to need I'm going to need somebody to send me a picture <laughs> send pics of to them Mike watching Huber. Frame Trap or listening or whatever with, their with your engage. Yeah, send pics to Mike Huber. Yeah. yeah. Tweet me. That could be a thing on this show where mm-hmm. we're like we just have an engage wall, you know. Mm-hmm. Be great. Um man, I want to I really want to play Plague Night now, Brad. You really It's great, me, dude. Just so you know. I when think you want to play so Plague Night or King of Cards? Yeah, 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 any of them. Hubert, so you got me. I would say like the quality increases as you go on yeah. through them. Like Plague Night, I really like, but I think it's the worst out of like the newer ones. But I really like it. But you can get through so you think, all you of think them. King of, like you weekend, think King of right? Cards is even better maybe, than Spectre? I mean, I maybe tie it. Because Spectre's really, they're super different to play. I really like the card game in this though too. I think it's really well done. And the thing that's so nice about Shovel Knight. It's really not a commitment. No. You're just like, no, I'm going to play easy. Shovel Knight. Oh, it's over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is sad in its so, own way. But... Like the levels, you remember like a lot of the old levels, there was like, you know, those, the checkpoints that you could break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are those, but like a levels, and I feel like in the older ones would have like four checkpoints. And this one, there's usually like one or two. So you nice. can get through levels pretty quickly in this one, but there's more levels. Cool. Mm. So like you could beat a level if you just want to chill out for a little bit. It's not like as nearly as daunting as a task. Nice. You sold me. Easy to get through. Hard, oh yeah, right. great music as always. Great, just fantastic. But yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. I think it's I think it's time for a shovel that retro. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> but like, it's a no brainer for all I'm of just us here. Kidding. You were, you took that so seriously. <laughs> Let's go. One dude. game, easy. We can do it. Yeah. Guys, it's the end of the year. Oh, it is. The end of the year. And so there was no forbidden word, but we are in an end of the year caught in the frame. Oh trap. my god. That means you will need to combine your strength okay. to complete this task. I have different categories for Jeff Keeley's and Kyle Bossman's The Game Awards. The Game Awards. You, together, will have to try to tell me which nominees are in these categories. Oh, okay. The more points, the better. We'll see how many points you have in total. Okay. And if that will be enough to break, to break you out. Damn, we got out of here, dude. I don't want to make a Keeley trap. All right. The first category, we're starting off with the one, is Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. There are six nominees in this category. Can you name all six? Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yes. Uh, Control. Yes. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Resident Evil yes. 2 Remake. Uh, the Outer Worlds. Yep. Uh, Death Stranding. Yes. yes Death You're Stranding. missing one. one. More. Shoot, what was it? And Devil May Cry Five? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. No. No. You're right. People are pissed. It should be. People were pissed. It should be. Disco Elysium? No. Outer Wilds? No. No. Shoot. What was the last one? I'm gonna tick tock. I know. Oh. Oh. No Fire Emblem either. No. Shoot. What was it, dude? Anything on Switch? Pokemon? No. It is a Switch game. Fire Emblem? It is not no, Fire Emblem. No, it's not Fire Emblem. Who just mentioned three? Ten seconds. Legend of Zelda. I don't remember. I can't think of what came out this year now. Mario Maker 2. Mario Maker 2? No. no. What is Super it? Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh, I forgot. It got carried over. That's right. Wait. Because it came out December yeah, last I, year. I can see why you that guys doesn't took count. That. No, doesn't count. No, I mean, it counts. I, mean, it, I just it, forgot. It is, though. I forgot. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, 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 it's there. <laughs> Came out last year, damn it! <laughs> Talk to Keeley, man. Bring it up with him. Yeah, Keeley, I don't, I don't approve of this one. 
I don't like this. <laughs> I mean, it should be I January think, 1st. I think Smash Ultimate is good enough that it deserves recognition. I agree. Okay. But last year, but it's it, a 2018 they game. Do it, they do they it. They do it in yeah. December, though. That's the problem. I <sighs> I know. It's frustrating. Yeah. Talk to the demons. All right. Uh, <laughs> Damn family game. There are five nominees. Family so, game. Mario Maker. Yes. Smash Brothers. Yes. Luigi's Mansion. Yes. You family man. <sighs> I just like Nintendo games. <laughs> uh, Pokemon, probably not. No. no. Concrete Genie. No. No. Dreams. No. No. Shoot, dude. They're all Nintendo games. Damn families. Ring Fit. Yes. Ring Fit. Wow. Ring nice. Fit. Good pull, Huber. You've got one more. That last one. Legend of Zelda? No. Shoot. Pokemon! No, he said that. Oh. Fire Emblem, no. I'm, I'm gonna call game. it. Okay. Mar no, we already said Mario Maker. Did we say Mario Maker? Yeah, you said Mario Maker. Tennis. Mario golf. in the Olympics? Mario Tennis Golf. Well, tennis golf Olympics. That sounds fun. It is Yoshi's Crafted World. Oh, oh Yoshi! <laughs> I forgot that came out too. Yoshi Strikes Again. <laughs> Damn. All right, next category: six nominees again. Oh my god. Audio design. Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. Yes. Battle? No. 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 no, no, no. Uh, Death Stranding. Yes. Control. Yes. Yes. Shoot! 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 Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Yes. Two more. Outer Worlds. No. Great sound, great sound, great sound. Good sound. Kingdom Hearts 3. No. No. That's a snub. Yeah. That's a snub. <laughs> I won't say anything. <laughs> Shoot, I can't think right. I don't shit, know. Shit. All right. Uh, yeah, so you got it? four. Wait, what wait, wait. Uh, Days Gone. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The last two are... And this one will hit you. Resident Evil 2 Remake. We didn't say that? Shit. I thought you said that. I'm sorry. Oh, I really I thought... You... No, no, no. He did it. I just... Th for some reason, I thought he did because it's Mike Huber and yeah. I expected that. Pretty sure I didn't miss it. Maybe I did. Yeah, no, no, no. Resident Evil 2 oh. Remake and Gears of War 5. Oh, Dear audio Gears. design. Okay. Cool. Independent game. We have five nominees. Independent game. Disco Elysium. Yes. Outer Wilds. Yes. Three more. Does Life is Strange oh, 2 count? Oh, uh, no. Sayonara Wild no. Hearts? No. Oh, really? Oh, that's a snub. I thought that got on. That is a snub. Oh, shoot, dude. Snubbed. <laughs> I don't know. Snubbed. <laughs> I just love saying that, dude. I love... That snubbed. Is like, snubbed. Dude, snubbed for <laughs> award, awards is like one of the best gasoline yeah. <laughs> on the fire. So funny. That's snubbed. Funny. Like, snubbed. Like, you got snubbed. And it's even better when you don't even let the person finish. Like, hey, did you see that? Snubbed. Snubbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the game or snubbed. 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 <laughs> you got three more, guys. This is your weakest one three so far. Three more for... I can't think right now. What the hell category is this? Independent Independent. Game. Three more for indie. Um... There's on. at least two of these that you should be able to get. Come on, I got a couple. Um... Plague Tale. Good guess? No. Oh. Snub, dude! That is an actual <laughs> snub. <laughs> All right. So the three that you didn't get, Baba is You. Oh. Katana Zero. Oh, Katana Zero? You reviewed that. That I one's on you. That. Untitled Goose Game. Katana oh. Zero? Wow, good for Katana Zero. Okay, best score in music, Yo. our final category. A Plague Tale. Actually... 
know. That's another snub. Uh, the mu- music is smash. Score music. Smash. Uh, no smash. Is what? What? No music for Smash. It has everything. I did, like a, I'm just telling you. It's like, uh, it's like a jukebox. Outer Worlds. Plague Tale was best narrative, though. It was a nominee for best narrative. Outer Worlds? I see that. No. Music. Score music. Score music. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. No. We've gotten none of them. Kingdom Second. Hearts? Yes. Yeah, yes. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Disco Elysium. No. Oh. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. No. Not Resident Evil 2. No. God, no. You're missing four. Control? No. This is crazy. Oh, oh, Shadowbringers. No. Oh, snub, dude. I'm done. Snubbed. I don't even care anymore about this. Snub. Yeah, it's a snub. Such a snub. That is. We vote. I voted for that. Yeah, that's a snub. That's a slap in the face. You got four. I'm mad now, dude. Some of these. Come on, you got. Life is strange too. No. Dude, I can't think right now. Score music. Uh, what the heck? Not We've Star Wars. It wasn't so out. many big ones. Fallen Order. No, it wasn't. No, it can't be nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we've said so many big score hitters. Metro Exodus, Sayonara Wild yes! Hearts. Yes, Sayonara one. Wild yes, Hearts is one, one of my of favorites. Yes, yes, yes. And really, I, I, I honestly can't think of any others. Off the top of my head, the, no. the ones that you missed, you're gonna, you're gonna kick yourself. Some Nintendo stuff. Some Nintendo stuff, Brad. I mean, Luigi's Mansion no. Three, no. All right. Mario Maker, yeah, it's like what? Fire Emblem. Cadence of Hyrule. Cadence deep of Hyrule. cut. Yeah. Deep cut. Respect. Death Stranding. Okay. Yeah. 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 Devil May Cry Five. Devil, Devil May, May Cry Five. I remember one song from that game. No Shadowbringers. No, no Shadowbringers. What is such a snub? All right. Let's... No Shadowbringers. No Smash. Those sword show sucks. Yeah, that is like unbearable. The right. snubbery. I'm upset. Yeah. Unbearable. That one hurts. The snubbery. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know what it's man? maybe the like, best. <laughs> the demons can just win this it's round. It's maybe the right? best. I want to know what Bloodworth thinks about this. Bloodworth's <laughs> upset. Bloodworth will have to redeem the game awards. Bloodworth, come on, dude. <laughs> All right, let's see how many you guys got right. Not a lot. Snubbed. So you got 17. Which you started seeing uh, Out of a total was... 27. You just like. That was it, dude. You got you got sixty two percent. Okay. So we got a D. We got a D. We, we <laughs> passed, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you passed. D's get you degrees. <laughs> D's get degrees. All right. Uh, Not so, top of the class. So you guys are going to need to combine your efforts to break us out of this frame trap. But before you do that, we actually have something new on this. There's something new on this show that uh, if you've watched these Yeah, this podcast, you've already been privy to. We're partnering up. We're doing some business deals with The Roost. They're going to be doing some new sponsors for us. I uh, don't have any sponsors just yet, but we will mm-hmm. uh, in the future. Takes uh, yeah, a couple months or two, a couple months to get the wheels turning. Yeah, to get those palms greased. Yep. Uh, but right now, we have a $250 tier if you'd like to be shouted out on our podcast that we do. Uh, and of course, this is one of those podcasts, and we've got some people to shout out. Our first shout out is to El Thanis. Thank you, Alfred. Shout out! <laughs> Shout out! Or all of them. I'm doing all of them. All right. You do you. Yeah, I'm doing all of them. Cool. Next, we've got Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. Shout, Shout out. out! After that, we've got T- Caleb Togi Crawford. Shout, Shout out. out! Will Schmuck. Shout, Shout out! out. 
and fantasycritic.games. Shout out. I feel like we just blew everyone's ears out. <laughs> Shout out to all of the shoutouts. Thank you so much. Thank Are you guys you. ready to break out of the franchise? Yeah, trap? here. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Okay. Ross and Gun, I'll help you do it. Like the shout out ones. Okay, ready? Yeah! There we go. Got him. Got him. Got him. Take that, you damn demon. Yep. Stealing Smash. Demon scum. The music damn list demon. and Shadowbringers. Yeah. Yo, isn't Shadowbringers like really good music? Yes, <laughs> it is. is. <laughs> really, really good music in Shadowbringers. Yes, it's good. I feel like like this the snub is physically affecting you. Yeah. If if <laughs> like if, someone spit on your face, like you two know, but and like I'm sure some people know, like I get hung up on very specific end of the year game awards, mm-hmm. like game of the year. Doesn't bother me as much as some like obscure random one. Like, I'm not saying music is like sounded score. Yeah, I, I really get hung up on like the the subcategories rather than like the end all be all. Mm. Interesting. So I'm like really hung up on that that music one. Uh, snubbed. Yeah, so snubbed. Fun, so fun to say. <laughs> Th- this next game uh, we don't need to talk about. We've already talked about it. I just want to. I'm not even finished with it yet, but I'm I I keep enjoying it more and more, and I'm really surprised that it exists. Path of Exile. As good as it, no, <laughs> but that new update is coming. Nice. It's coming. Nice. We like I feel it nice. behind me, ready to eat me. <laughs> uh, no, that game is Jedi Fallen Order. Ah, yes. Uh, so I the reason why I haven't finished it yet. This sounds like I blaming her no and she's been <laughs> wonderful i'm playing it with abby no. but things just go slower just for because, sure you know, we gotta be for together for sure. play it all that no, stuff. No. not a problem of course but i i was really worried and this happens a lot with games this happens a lot with games that we talk about on frame trap maybe to like clue the audience in yeah of course with frame trap when we're talking about different games a lot of times we're at the very beginning or yeah. we've only been able to play so much and so our opinion is going to be very different and i think when you're at the beginning of a game Especially, you're probably more inclined to like it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is after spending a number of hours with it, really committing a chunk of your life to it, that things get more nuanced. And I've spent a good deal of time with Jedi Fallen Order, and I was really worried that the sheen was going to wear off, that I thought it was going to be too shallow, that I wasn't going to like the characters, and it just keeps impressing me. So I just did a, a big climactic battle on Kashyyyk and that was wonderful and the fight at the end was great but what impressed me so much is just like how creative they kept getting with the platforming and how like the way was the well no uh the 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 pods <laughs> the that yes. bounce you up. The yes. pods, yeah. Yeah, yeah and love that yeah and it was just like I'm always really impressed by games that can do something like that and it doesn't take you out of the world where it's like, oh, I can see this. Like, this doesn't feel too goofy. This makes sense. Like, that is an example of the sliding in Fallen Order. Mm. Every time you slide somewhere, I'm just yeah. go this again. Yeah. So <laughs> that was actually that something. I, I like I, the sliding. I think it's fun. I, so <laughs> I, I, I like the sliding too. And I said as much, I think, on the last frame trap. I do think that maybe they go back to that well mm. too many times. Sure. Two too many. Cut two of them out, we're good. I yeah. think because, like, 
navigating to a certain part in some of the planets is like you go down the slide to get to a certain area. So yeah. people might have been going back and forth a lot. True. And it's yeah. like the way to get down somewhere. Go up somewhere, get back down by slide. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about is just there's two things in particular. And I meant I brought this up again last time on Frame Trap, but I want to get your guys' opinion on it. New new people in here. I really commend Respawn for the way that they have they evolve battles over time. And I can I just I can see how much time and effort they put into the compositions of enemies and how they space them out in a level. In a way like You'll do. You'll be like, oh, I fought these enemies before, but I've ne- I haven't fought this combination of enemies. Mm-hmm. Or like, you'll get the bugs, and you're like, oh, of course, I can use the force to push the bugs into the enemies. Then they'll explode. That's fun. Yeah. And then they'll contrast kind of those more chaotic group battles with the really fun, like dark armored guys with like the dual blades, purge or, troopers. Yeah, the purge troopers. Yes, that's what they're called. And those fights feel completely different than a lot of the other fights that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so the strategy that you use against them is different. And it's not it's certainly not difficult by any means or like the most advanced combat, but it's still really fun and it's very active and you feel like things are changing constantly just enough to keep it interesting. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but I was telling Brad like I was just going I was just backtracking through an area and enemies that I didn't know we're going to be there. Yeah. Just suddenly showed up. Fun. Yeah, extremely fun. And uh, yeah, enemy composition, I think, mm-hmm. is, a, is a huge testament of that game. Did you guys, were you satisfied with the combat throughout Fallen Order? I think the game does a good job of introducing new elements to the combat, slightly like new abilities you get. And yeah. yeah, there is actually quite a bit of enemy variety type. Like you brought up the Purge Troopers. There's like three different types of Purge Trooper yeah. alone. Yeah. It's like the two-handed guy, the axe guy, the gun guy. It's like... They, there's like four. Yeah, there's like yeah. a bunch. And like, yeah, when you brought up, I was going to bring an example of like the stormtroopers. Then you got stormtroopers with like weird alien things and they're fighting. And you right. can like, do I want to interfere? Stuff like that. It's like, it introduces quite a like, few different scenarios. Even like, you could fight the same guy, just where you fight them could change how you fight. So mm-hmm. like, you could be up somewhere higher. You could right. force push someone off, or you don't got any of that now. So you're okay, I got to deal with all of this. Right. Yes, I totally agree. Uh, Loved Huber. the options, the difficulty options. Mm-hmm. Crank mm-hmm. that sucker up and it's uh, gnarly mm-hmm. Sword Saint vibes. Uh, I was a little weirded out on some of the feedback sometimes. That's probably just my own skill, not being 10 out of 10, but sometimes I felt like some hits were just really hard to read and yeah. react to, just animation-wise. I don't know if that's my fault. Or no, I think there's something to this. There's I'm actually just, really glad that you brought this we're up. We're just like, all of a sudden you'll get hit and yes. it just feels like there's nothing you can quite do about it again i don't know if that's just me but i did feel like that happened quite a bit to bring up a specific example the the time where i felt that the most is there are certain enemies that charge and i'm like i swear to god i hit the dodge (laughs) in a reasonable time and it seemed like i should have had enough time to roll out of the way but there was like like the tracking yeah, it wasn't tracking. It was like a slowness with the role itself that mm-hmm. always felt a little mm. off. Yeah. Only with those specific Enemies. charging attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there would be and like a lot of other things that have absolutely no problem. So I'm playing. I think, I think all of us pl- are played on the Jedi Master difficulty, which is I re- yeah I yeah, reviewed it on one. the third one. Yeah, yeah. Third so one, that's yeah. what I'm playing it on third as well. One. And it feels good. 
It feels good. Comfy. Yeah. It, I don't it's need, getting I don't to a point. Sekiro, <laughs> right. For and then, Fallen Order. Right. I don't need it. That's kind of where I'm torn between because there are moments where I'm like, this is this is a little too easy. Like it's not too easy. Right. But it's like a little too easy, and then well, I'm like, is that? I, we're I very just, familiar with games like this. Right, We've played right, many right. games like this. So right, yeah. Right, right. It pushed back just enough. It pushed back so you yeah. can't just like dick around. Right. Really. You you will definitely run into situations where it's like, oh, that's how I deal with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you want, right? You don't want to blow through the game. You want to right. think about it a little bit, for sure, for sure. I agree with that. And the other thing that I want to talk about, um, and this opinion is definitely a lot more formed after seeing a lot more of the story, and maybe this changes at the very end. Uh, but in the beginning, obviously, it's pretty front-loaded with story mm-hmm. and set piece and just getting the, the wheels off the ground. But something that I really like about Fallen Order that I think more big-budget games could really benefit from is it chooses its story very carefully. Characters are not talking all the time. Mm-hmm. You will go long periods of time where you're not learning anything new or getting banter back and forth, and... I really appreciate that. Sometimes I think in big budget games, they just railroad you way too hard. Mm-hmm, totally. And it, I feel like there's a nice ebb and flow with Fallen Order where it's like, okay, I'm back in the ship. I'm reconvening. I'm getting a little bit more backstory about these characters that I met. They're teasing me with a little bit more mystery. Maybe they don't fully understand this character and every side that they have. But that's something to look forward to after I go on this big exploration and have a good time think that is really cool about Fallen Order. I think it does a good job with that. Not going to say it's the most amazing story ever, but I think no, the so presentation No, what works. I think it does well is it, it tells a simple story. Yes. But what it does, it does well. Yes. It, yeah. I think they played it safe, and I think rightfully so, especially on the first outing. Yeah. The whole goal, I think, what their storytelling was to set up the premise and make you actually care about these characters. Yes. And I think they did that. Now, if they do the second one, I think they can go a little further out if they want to now. Yeah. But I think they set up a nice foundation with the story. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to spoil anything. There's going to be no spoilers. Did you get spoiled at all? Um, this whole uh, the Super Bowl thing? Uh, the Super Bowl, the Thanksgiving ad? Yeah. I, I don't know what the ending of the game is. Okay, great. I, I knew cool. that I there are some things that you get that I knew about, but yeah. it didn't, God, cool. it, it didn't bother cool. me. Cool. The other thing that I want to say, and this, I think this is this could actually be a point of contention for some people, and this is a criticism that I'd be like, yeah, I get that, sure. but for me it worked. So the exploration, like they do, they do kind of let you go around and, and do different things. Um, it's actually like not that crazy. Like mm-hmm. it's not that expensive. There aren't th- like tons and tons of secrets to find, but I, I think it works and it keeps the momentum of the game up regardless of the type of player that you are, where I feel like you can kind of have those moments where you're like, oh, I see that, and then you go over and you open the box or whatever it is, you get your poncho mm-hmm. color, and you move on, uh, that like you, you, can, you can kind of spend some time messing around if you want, but you can't get so lost that you lose the momentum of the story. You feel like you're still going mm-hmm. to a lot of different places regularly. Would you guys mm-hmm. agree with the, the pacing yeah, it, it aspect of it? It keeps the story focused, but it does give you a good sense of exploration if you want to yeah. investigate it. Totally. I think they could actually expand it even yeah, more well, if I'm they sure wanted they to. Yeah. You know what I really want to see expanded is the lightsaber as a tool. Yeah, me too. Let me, like, cut through steel and yeah. use it in puzzles, you know? Yeah, the lightsaber there's definitely, is like, yeah. Sure. There's like definitely the, room for stuff like that, for sure. One of the coolest the, like, weapons, weapons to use of all time. time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, what? Yeah. 
But it gives me hope for the second one because I think the way that they use the lightsaber and the force here, mm-hmm. again, it's not that crazy, but the ways that they use it are satisfying repeatedly. So I love the stormtroopers that like do the machine gun blast at you and you're yeah. walking toward them and mm-hmm. deflecting all the guns. That's really, really so fun. Cool. Force pushing force the rockets and back. Force pulling. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I think just from a design perspective, even though there maybe aren't that many crazy things that you can do, they made the things that you did do like really fun well, and exciting. I think they can't go crazy because you're you were like a Padawan in this oh, game. Custis. You're still a pretty young Jedi unexperienced. Sure. But I also Next. think just from like a mechanical perspective, yeah, I would like, rather I would rather have it be smaller and tighter than Yeah, yeah, of yeah. doing like a bunch of crazy things. There's more some janky. like cool things you could do. You could like, you know, they shoot a gun at you, you freeze them both. They're both like mm. slow mo, you pull them both towards sure. you, he gets killed by his own bolt. There's like cool little things you could do that way, but sure. there is room, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think just like hinting at Huber what you want more more of with your lightsaber being the tool is there's like a few moments, you know, where you use your lightsaber as a light going mm-hmm. through something. There's Love a few things. You Love cut with your stuff. lightsaber to get through. I feel like yeah. they could definitely expand upon that in the next one. Yeah. The lightsaber as a light is really interesting because you, you they don't they kind of introduce it and then they don't really do that much with it. I do agree. There's I a think few there's, areas in the game, yeah, but yeah. it's not like it's not like a really constant thing. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um I am I am so excited to see what respawn yeah. does next. Man, that studio is just they like are good year. bursting with talent. Um, Last thing yeah, I want to say, a point of criticism, I was actually talking about this with the patron D&D group, and this criticism is completely correct, I think. This game needs fast travel, and it's weird that it doesn't have it, and the more that you think about it, you don't so, understand why it's so not there. So, I feel like it's not a problem for a lot of, like, when you're going through the story. Yes, but it's, it's but when if you're coming you back, that extra step. When you want to take that extra step and come back to areas, yes, it is a little annoying, especially because right. some of the areas take a really long time to get to. Exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah, it's something I could totally see them adding later right. in like a next entry or hey, something. Hey, pick me up. Yeah. Yeah, here. Yeah, we're coming I'm over, over here. Exactly. Hey, yeah. I mean, there's even a moment in the story where, like, yeah. that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, they, I think I feel like they're so worried about ruining the sense of exploration, mm-hmm. but I think you can weave it in in a nice way. Yeah. I like when you have to unlock the point, and then you can use it. Yeah, that's cool. Like, even if, like, in a level, maybe not in every, every necessarily every place you meditate at you can teleport but there's like more places yeah. you could get picked up or something um when you do get into those boss battle lightsaber duels mm-hmm. they're really, really fun really and the fun. battles evolve in an interesting enough way that they're i feel like there's genuine tension in them like even if you get through the battle in the first time mm-hmm. you want that moment to feel awesome and it does yeah yeah feels good clashing lightsabers feels good yeah. Which is an important part of that game, and they did a good job with that. Yeah. You know, it'd be really cool just thinking about the Jedi Outcast Jedi Academy days. We're talking about expansion. Yeah. Multiplayer. Yeah. Lightsaber duels. Oh. Respawn. Respawn. Yeah. Um, They're making Battlefront 3. <laughs> I heard Battlefront 2 is pretty decent yeah, now. Right now, yeah. Pretty it's decent. It's been a while. Pretty decent. Is it okay. Word on the street. You tell me if this is unfair. Like, I actually, I actually just today reinstalled. Ba- well, I it's Battlefront on. Five? No, no, no. Battlefront Two Got because it. it's on Premier Access, whatever. So it just, it's just there. 
I was like, I want to do a couple of matches of this. I want to check in. And like you played recently? No, no, no. I, oh, okay. I want to. I might okay, pop into it. a few matches this weekend cool, just because cool. I'm curious. Let us know. There's Let so us many know. heroes that I, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, it's interesting because like even if that game is in a really good spot, there's still this stink on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's and that's such a weird thing. Totally. Where that's always going to be in the back of your mind, and it makes smells some... fishy. So yeah. It's like. Something, an object that got sprayed by a skunk. Right. They yeah. took a shower, but they're st- it's still right. lingering. Yes. Right. And they're like, they're just trying to sit down and have a conversation yeah. with you, and you're like, yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Pour some tomato paste on yourself. Yeah. What a great analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is great. Uh, the last game that we're going to talk about. Uh, so we do these monthly meetings, and mm-hmm. this came up on the release schedule, and I was like, hey, I'm curious about that. Uh, not familiar with the series really at all, um, but that is Saga Scarlet Grace Oh, yeah. Ambitions. I was curious about this. Yeah, it's a very oh. curious game. Curious. So I don't know if this hmm. is going to be the right way to open this or not. Uh, I have not I have not played very much of it all, just, just poking at it, just trying to uh, get used to, to it. I don't think it's great, <laughs> oh. but it's very interesting. I, I'm enjoying playing it. Despite it being flawed, very rough around the edges. Sounds like a murdered soul suspect situation. <laughs> what a game <laughs> to pick! Because <laughs> no. it's not good, but I think it is so interesting. Yeah, a game. I, every every time I, I, I think, think of like bad, interesting games, that's the one I think of. Yeah, it's 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 the kind of game where like I, I can't recommend it, but yeah. like. If you're the kind of person that loves weird, interesting things, I think you'll be in it. Cool. It's almost the inverse of Murder Soul Suspect, where I think Murder Soul Suspect is interesting from, like, where's the story going to go? <laughs> so that's kind of the, one of the roughest things about it is, at least so far, the story is as, like, it's, it's almost like you put it into a, like, fantasy story generator, nice. where it's like, the way these characters are talking, the conflict that they're dealing with, like, I, I don't think you could make it any more basic unless you just, like, it, it's it's so extremely Is there a forbidden romance between two no. warring Does someone, even more basic Does than someone that? have amnesia? No, no. Well, the way that it works is... At the beginning, you take a quiz. They will ask you different moral quandaries, classic RPG stuff, and then based on your answers to those questions, you will be recommended a protagonist. I believe it oh. is one of four protagonists that you get recommended, and then you go through those stories. Uh, I am playing cool. as a as a young knight maiden, a young member of royalty. No, she's not a, she's not really a knight, although she fights with a sword. Uh Erpina, I believe is her name. Okay. Strange name. Of course. Hard to it's a hard one that sticks with you. But Erpina. um Rapina. Basically, Rapina, Rapina. Like, the story so far with Rapina is like, Rapina? "Hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go protect my land. I'm gonna go out on patrol. My oh land. no, my kingdom is <laughs> my kingdom is being invaded, invaded, and we must flee. Like just extremely yeah, basic sure. stuff. Yeah. But Saga Scarlet Grace Ambitions, and this was originally a Vita game, and it looks it. But uh, what is interesting about it is is all in the mechanics. And so the way that it works is you have this very open-ended structure where you have this, this open world and there are different points on the map and you can just go on points on the map and you'll be like, oh, I want to hear what this bard has to say and you'll get some 
backdrop in the world and he'll be talking about a unicorn and kind of this legend of myth and then you go into the forest and you see a unicorn just pop up and it's this kind of storybook presentation where it is like oops it is like a pop-up book so all the places are kind of like flat and as you get close to them they flip up on the world uh, which is kind of cool. Cute, yeah. yeah, it's cute. It's cute is cute is a good word for it. So you go and you investigate the unicorn, and then it's a cave, and you go inside the cave, and there's treasure. Um, and so you have like immediately a bunch of different places that you can go. Um, and then the they, towns. Well, the towns they're you, they're not towns that you can explore. And so this is so it's that like might, a pop up town kind of thing. Yeah. So you go to a point and. You just have you're in you're in the town, but the town is just like Menus. a menu. Yeah, it's not it's not a place that you get to explore. Yeah, so it's, it's not my least favorite thing in video games. It's not that kind of game. Definitely. Um, <laughs> but everything about how it handles character progression and combat itself is very interesting and pretty unconventional. There are definitely comparisons to other JRPGs that you can make, of course, but I would definitely say that it is far from the standard. So there's no traditional leveling up at all. So you have uh, what is called this retinue of characters. And so you have all these warriors and... Warriors of light? Darkness. <laughs> they're they're light. They seem light. Um, but... Throwing me off. Uh, Keep it on your toes, Ben. The way that it works <laughs> is different groups of enemies that you will fight, they'll have an element associated with them. As you defeat them, they'll drop crystals. You really don't get new weapons. You're just supposed to upgrade what you have. I like that. Yeah, and so rather than getting experience, you're getting crystals, and then you go to the smith, and you level up not only just your weapons, but individual pieces of armor. Got it. So you just so that's yourself the that main way. form of progression? Not just that, though. Like, as you get hit, you will get more hit points. So you might go through a battle, oh, so and even started. if your character gets knocked out, be like, oh, hey, after the battle, I, got, I have 21 more hit points. So they're Saiyans? Uh, no, it's... It's not it's just if you get defeated or whatever. I guess so you, you get it's, stronger. It's kind of it's kind of like a Final <laughs> Fantasy II system. I don't know if you're familiar with that, where like as you got attacked, oh, it's like it's like progression through use. So it's like nice. because I am using my health pool, I am getting more, and that also applies to these skills that you have. Um, and this it's really really interesting. So the way that the skills work is. You have kind of this action point system that is represented by stars, and every time a new round of combat happens, star. you get an additional star. And the different attacks, all of your different attacks that you have, take a different amount of stars. So if you do a one-star attack, it's obviously going to be a lot less powerful or not be able to inflict status effects the way that a, like, four-star attack will. Is but you four may, the max or five? I think, I think five is the highest five I've stars. seen so far, if that is correct, if I'm remembering correctly. But, like... You can't use your five-star attacks right at the beginning. And so uh, if you have, like, five characters, you can have just one character do a big attack. You can have a bunch of characters do a small attack. So all that is very interesting. But the craziest thing about it is the skills also get stronger as you use them. But sometimes you will use a skill and a character will get a light bulb above their head and they're like, oh, that, that reminds me, I should use this new skill. And they'll just use a new skill in the awesome. middle of combat, get a free action by using that skill, and now you just have that new hmm. skill. That's interesting. And Are they flashy, the five stars? Yeah, the four well, stars? They're, they're, they're very powerful. So, like, there's the, there's the spear guy that can do a five-star attack, and it will just, like, kill something. So that's really nice. Or you might be able to paralyze them, but... 
We're not at the best part yet. We'll get to why you want to use higher star attacks in just a bit. The most important reason. Um, but that is that is really crazy. It's kind of this r- random element, and it's extremely difficult to tell how exactly they're going to trigger. Um, I've had one skills trigger where they're completely defensive, and so you don't attack the unit, but you wait for them to attack, and then you counter. And I just got those. They just happened, and I'm not sure how. Mm-hmm. But it seems to be encouraging hey, use different skills. If you use different skills and don't just rely on the same thing, that may trigger something else. And so it's an interesting idea. I think it might be a little bit too nebulous. Got it. Um, But at least in the very early goings, I'm getting a pretty steady progression of new things. So that's cool. But the biggest thing about this, and I think this will excite you the most, is the timeline of battle. And so you will have characters be represented in this line. And it might be like one of your party, an enemy, Mm -hmm. an enemy, then your party, two members of your party, and then an enemy, an enemy. If you defeat the enemies that are in between party members, they will come together and form a united attack. So you'll get a free combination attack where everybody will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's cool is if on top of getting that extra powerful attack, the cost of your skills the next turn goes down. Ooh. And it will go down again if you do multiple united cool. attacks. Got so it. later, like more expensive skills will change where you are on the timeline. So it gets really so complicated. Right, right. And so you're like, oh, well, I'm going to spend all these points so I can be here. And the next turn, because I went here, if I kill this thing, I'll have the guys line up and do a united attack. So combat is really, really fun. It's pretty slow, yeah, uh, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I think the slowness is aided by the fact that the story seems so <laughs> sparse. You know what I mean? So not everything feels slow. When you have a story scene, it happens very quickly, and so you're pretty much just focused on the combat. Um, and the other thing that's interesting about the combat is before you go into the battle, so all the enemies are on the map, mm-hmm. uh, so far anyway, you see the difficulty of it. So it'll be like easy, normal, hard, and so you kind of... Almost make this, it's funny we're talking about Phoenix Point and XCOM, you almost make like this XCOM decision of like, do I want to risk this or not? And then you'll have sequenced fights where it's like, okay, you're going to do an easy fight and then a normal fight and then an easy fight. Um, and so that is that is interesting as well. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how different the other protagonists are and how the stories intersect because... Uh, is combat different? Yeah, it seems... At the beginning, it was kind of implying that, and I, I believe what, what, what I've researched, it said that if you've completed one story, like your actions will affect the oh. stories of others. So I'm, I'm interested to see how dramatic those intersections are. But yeah, it's, it's a, it is an interesting little game. And I'm sure um, people who are a lot more familiar with the saga games can probably speak to it better. But it has definitely uh, intrigued me. You know, we have intrigued. the I'm intrigued hmm, yeah, statement. Intrigued. But... I'm very yeah. intrigued by yeah. the saga right. series. Are you George Lucas? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's nice having like December is the perfect kind of game for something like that. Sure, Sign yeah. for something like this where it's like this is a really weird little thing that yeah. I'm checking out right at the end of the year. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. But it is it is the end of the year. It is. It is. And the end of a decade. I think when it's the end of the year, you've gotta you gotta have an end of the year present. And I think. Today, we need to bring that into the year present. Oh! Oh!
And I think we actually might have had a similar conversation on Frame Trap about this very thing before, but I want to bring it up again because it's really sticking in my craw. I want to talk... Sticking in your craw. We actually already mentioned it a little bit when we did the caught in the Frame Trap. Snubbed. Snubs, yeah. Snubs? I want to talk about... Top snubs. Can we talk about snubs next time? We are talking about snubs now, kind of. So... Snubs. (laughs) It really bothers me that if you come out in December, you probably won't be considered for Game of the Year in any capacity from a lot of publications. You mean because they do it before the end of the year, actually? Yeah, all those conversations are already happening. Mm -hmm. So we've got... And I'm I'm not necessarily saying these games are award winners or anything like that, but just things like Phoenix Point or Shovel Knight or Saga or whatever aren't part of the conversation because I think a lot of places are doing it beforehand. They want to be, and this is you know my, just my own speculation and opinion, but they want to be at the end of the year. They want to be at Christmas time mm-hmm. where people are probably going to pay more attention to it. They want to come out when everybody else is doing, doing it. Doing their stuff. Get the it. clicks, yeah, go right, on right. vacation. All of that stuff, which is, which is understandable, yeah, totally. of course. But I think that is flawed if you are trying to do an annual look back. It, seems, it just seems off to me. It does. You should consider the mm. entire year. Because you're riding it, you're riding into then doing it immediately, right? You're going through November. There's so many video games in November. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's December. Okay, what's your goatee? Okay, done. It's like you need that little you need that break, that play. end of the year break right. to really settle into it, mm-hmm. to really just settle in and, and take stock yeah. of the entire year that's come. Luckily, we have that luxury yeah. since we, we are our own bosses. Yeah. But... And I get this, and like I'm not, I'm not angry or disappointed with anybody who thinks this, because I, on one hand I get it, you know, I'm sure there are people out there who are like, you guys take too long mm-hmm. to do Game of the Year. For like, sure. I, everybody else already did it. Like, I don't care anymore. Like, you're probably going to say a lot of things I've already heard. Mm-hmm. So how do you respond to that? Where just from an audience perspective, if everybody else is doing it at this time, does it hurt those that wait? I don't know. Uh, I get it. It's hard to have it both ways, right? It would be really nice to have it so timely, but at the same time, I'm always, well, I don't want to talk about Last Guardian, but I'm always very, very, very happy Mm -hmm. with our discourse and our discussions. They always feel thorough from the heart. And again, obviously, it is a bummer that it does take a little bit longer than most. Right. But uh, to if, me, it's worth it at the end of the so day. So with us, I, I like it because I get to feel nice and comfortable about the pick I'm making. Yeah. Yes. I don't feel no rushed regrets. into. Yeah, I don't feel rushed into a certain pick just because of time. Yeah. Like we get the time to do it most of the time. Mm-hmm. Something that I I've really come to cherish with Easy Allies, and this this is without question a luxury. But we, I, I think, as time has gone on, we've especially prioritized like, hey. We're going to take the next month or a few weeks or whatever it is, and we're going to try to get caught up as best we can. That does not mean every single ally right. plays through every yeah. single All nine allies will not finish Disco Elysium. It's right, just right. never going to happen. But <laughs> it gives people an opportunity to, I think even having somebody check out something adds so much to the yeah, discussion. Totally. And they can reinforce or ask questions or have a perspective that maybe... 
you know, it's, it's just <coughs> extremely valuable. Yeah. And I, I love that time of, of trying to get caught up, trying to look back on things that I've missed. I think it is so important and it adds a lot mm-hmm. um, to the discussion. I agree. Another element to this hotake that I wanted to ask, uh, and maybe could be a little bit more contentious, I suppose, but the way games are now is changing and it will continue to change. Um, I think the old way of, the old way. you know, your release date kind of defining your eligibility is maybe a little short-sighted, where there are so many games now that that feel like in a given year they add as much as a standalone sequel would but are not considered just because they are it's, it's a huge update or it's an expansion or something like that. And I don't know that that makes sense. If we're trying to, I, I think, because isn't the ultimate goal, what is the best thing of the year? Mm-hmm. What what gave us the most satisfaction? What was the biggest surprise? All, all of these things where, you know, like comparing something at launch versus now, like it, it just doesn't just doesn't seem like an even playing field all the time. It's slightly nebulous, but I still think it's really important to know that a game came out that year. I don't know. Like it is right. nebulous though. Like I understand things like Fortnite and stuff. Right. You know, what if in twenty twenty one Fortnite invents another genre and like starts doing something crazy that we cannot even guess right now. And mm-hmm. then it's it's just you know, it's a slow year. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a lot of big heavy hitters come out. You know, a lot of big studios are in between, and all of a sudden Fortnite just has a crazy year. Like, mm-hmm. wait, was right. that game of the year? No. But, but it, like, still, for me, like, if the game is out, it, it's, it's, oh, I don't know. I, I don't even know what the hell. I get what you're saying, but sometimes it, it almost feels like a weird reshuffling for arbitrary reasons. Like, let's say Fortnite season whatever is just so crazy and so substantial that it you got more out of it than other things and just because yeah. the way that it released I don't necessarily think that should be a knock against it. So like a good example here is just the way people are talking about Shadowbringers mm-hmm. where even if you just analyze what is in Shadowbringers and the way people are talking about that story and that experience it seems like you can go toe to toe with standalone experiences, yeah. and so it feels weird being like, and this may happen in our own awards. I'm not saying that this is the the moment of change. This is just one opinion. It seems weird to just be like, okay, you can only be in the expansion category. I think that's fair. You can, I mean, I think like if we change those personally, I would think it'd be okay to nominate. If we want to, we just have to get rid of best expansion category. Sure, I'd be okay with us nominating. An expansion, I guess, for the game of the year. I guess. I agree. You, you, are you okay with that? If I'm it's that. literally the best thing we've played all year, mm-hmm. I mean, it feels weird just to yeah. dis- like disqualify it just because. I think if something it's an addition, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's weird, but yeah, I, I think it's important. It, something's got to clearly be defined. Mm-hmm. We need a to- release of the year, whereas Fortnite is kind of nebulous because they're just like adding, subtracting, adding, subtracting. Whereas Shadowbringers and Iceborne are clearly defined releases of the year. You know, I do think it's important. They're treated as expansions. It's just like, do we want to consider an expansion mm-hmm. eligible? Mm-hmm. And I could go either way. Yeah. I can see all sides of it. And yeah. I'm not, like, going to die for it. 
Right, yeah. But I do think there's value of clearly defined, like, this sure, yeah. game came out this year. Do you think perhaps there's a better way of reorganizing Game of the Year? Maybe. Like, there have been moments in Game of the Year where I, I feel like we would do, like, certain genres just because. And I think one of the big reasons that we do that is we just want to nominate things certain games and mm-hmm. so it would almost just as like a thought exercise i guess like think about every game that we want to talk about just make a giant list yeah. and then maybe just organize that list and go from you know this is the 50th best game of the year and then go all the way down to one uh rather than bicker on what classifies as what because I mean, even trying can, to classify things we can you know, but we see we kind of follow the more traditional Right. Uh, way of people, how people award games also. Yeah. Of like your game of the year, your soundtrack of the year. We kind of follow that that template because it's a very popular and successful one. Sure. I mean, we could change it. I guess what I'm just trying to say is is how can because you talked about being snubbed, right? Yeah. And I think that's always where we get the most frustrated is this thing deserves more attention and we know it does mm-hmm. and the way that we're highlighting it doesn't feel like it quite captures the I just feel like that's the nature of awards though sure. when there's so many games to pick mm-hmm. from and like only so many categories we could do I guess like I feel like right. there's always going to be something because there's so many there's nine of us so like right. some people's different like opinions on a game may differ from each other mm-hmm. too so like someone might not feel that game is important and someone else will so someone could always feel burned, but to me, that's the nature of awards. Yeah, and I think that's why I love the subcategories so much more than Game of the Year, because that's the place where you can highlight and champion the lesser-known games. Mm-hmm. I Over the years, before I was in the industry, that's how I found out about so many Swimming in Sevens. Like, oh, best narrative. Oh, what's this random nominee? Let me go try that out. Like, here's a cool random game. Like... Those subcategories, I think, are so important and so fun. Whereas Game of the Year, like, everybody knows the nominees. Everybody knows the the, the prime suspects and what it's going to be between. Like, all yeah. right, which of these three or four games is the Game of the Year? Whereas all those other categories, the possibilities are endless. I think that repetition can really hurt it, though. And that's that's something that I've tried to express, I think, to the allies before. And I've never done a very good job of it. But... I do get that sense sometimes where just kind of collectively as as fans, people are like, oh, it's obviously going to be these games for Game of the Year. And mm-hmm. I think just mentally that kind of puts blinders on people where mm-hmm. they already go in with the list. And I, it just doesn't seem like the most mm, fair or comprehensive way of doing it where yeah. it's like – if if you go into the conversation thinking these are your only options, you're going to get the same outcome every time, mm-hmm. and then your game of the year is just going to be the same as everybody else's. And don't get me wrong, I think those games are probably extremely good and highly qualified games. Um, and so that gets to the question of, you know, we talked about, like, hey, not all nine allies are going to finish everything. Do you think maybe there would be merit in being like, all right, Nine allies before we do game of the years, even if it doesn't happen until March or whatever it is, you've got to finish all of these games. Do you think there's value in that, or is that too much? I, I feel think like that's unrealistic. It's unrealistic, us. but I truly believe <laughs> I truly believe everyone should get one. 
I feel like every ally, every ally should be able to say, hey, I want all of you to beat this game. Hmm. Straight up. Because I want every ally to beat Life is Strange 2. Because it's like literally one of my favorite games of all time. Totally. But <laughs> let's say let's say Damiani is like, I want everyone to beat Shadowbringers. And then you've got... To a degree. To a degree. Then you've got A Realm <laughs> Reborn. You've got yeah. Heavensward. You've got Stormblood. You've got Shadowbringers. And it's like, well... To a we... degree. Like, sure. like an MMO, okay, or even like a, you know... It would be like, you know, Persona 5. Like right. Witcher 3. But at the same time, Persona 5 was like my goatee that year. So, like, I wish yes. everyone had finished Persona 5, you know? That mm. isn't that crazy of a request. Whereas if it's your number one That's game, a long game, dude. Yeah, but if it's your number one game yeah. of the year, and yeah. we're easy allies, and we're here to say what our game mm-hmm. of the year is, mm-hmm. don't you want so all the other allies to play I think that's a good idea, but I'm really against, like, forcing someone to do something in, if they don't enjoy it. Like, if they're playing it, and they're not enjoying it they really don't like it and you're saying you have to finish it i think that'll just make them resent the game more sure well i think the other side of the perspective is if if we could treat the year like that i would love that and i actually think it would be feasible where it was just like okay like let's all go play games and we'll we'll keep talking throughout the year and it's like okay everyone play this i think you could do it if it was more nebulous and loose but the way that we function as a collective group and then even as a smaller pool of reviewers, is it's there there are a lot of things I'm not playing just because I'm working on the review for something mm-hmm. else, where mm-hmm. it's like, this definitely isn't game of the year, not even close to game of the year quality, but I'm playing it because it's my job and it might yeah. be very long. Totally. And so that's that's why I think a lot of these gaps happen where it's not it's a lot of cases it's like, no, I totally want to play that. Mm-hmm. I just have to play this other mm-hmm. thing. Totally. And so that gets into a much wider conversation of reviews or whatever. But And free time, of course. It's like, time. I'm yeah. not going to use all my free time. Yeah, I'm not going to kill myself trying to do exactly. every single thing yeah. if I can't exactly. do it. Yeah. But it is an interesting conversation. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. But like we're, as a group, we're always constantly evolving our game of the years. We mm-hmm. talk about it all the time. Yeah, we do. So I think that's healthy. Mm-hmm. We don't have something necessarily locked in stone, one formula. Um, are there any... Mm, categories that you would like to see or that you could think about. I'm kind of a fan of like, I kind of, sometimes I like less categories. I don't necessarily need best strategy. I don't need every single genre covered, like ticked. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, it's just like what we are interested in for categories. Best shotgun. Yeah, like I we've think had that's happened. With we did that. that. Like yeah, yeah. that's goofy, and we could do that, which is cool. Yeah. Great year for sure. But like, guns. I really love like best game of the year. Obviously, I really love like soundtrack of the year. That's like a big one for me too. Yeah. But yeah, yeah totally. it's like I don't like some categories. We, I don't know if we need that. Like other people would do. Brad, I, I echo that sentiment. I feel like that's something I've tried to champion over the years. Mm-hmm. Is is less categories can be very much the mm-hmm. way to go. But I I agree with you. Huber as well. I like, and this is something that we didn't do at Game Trailers, but I do like it. I like coming up with categories that feel uniquely defined to us. Sure. And, you know, aren't just going to be on the same thing that you're going to see on every other list. I think that's valuable and interesting. Like the Model 680 shotgun in Modern Warfare needs to be celebrated. It needs to be praised. It probably will be based (laughs) on that enthusiasm. Yeah. Like we'll have best pruder incentive probably again. I want to get your opinion on this because maybe it would be outside of the the scope of best monster in a game released in 2019. Maybe it would be outside the scope of of what we should do for awards, but like there are other content creators that I watch out there 
that I love mm-hmm. and I think are really good. Do you think that would be inappropriate for us to highlight other people who are making content on about best, about video best games? Best content creator? Like us Some, doing that? Yeah. Do like, you think be, honestly, like, there are our awards and we can yes. do whatever the hell we want, I feel like. Sure. I think that's like an interesting an interesting award to highlight something that maybe a lot of outlets don't do. Mm. I'm not what opposed to it. No opinion. Okay. Just like like celebrating other outlets, is that not even not even other outlets? Or like but give a like a like like a streamer of the like year, like a shout out to someone, like a Keeley type. Just just like there are. So every once in a while, I'll encounter like a YouTuber where I'm like, oh, that's a really like you have a cool such an interesting voice. Highlight like, specific videos they do. Yeah, like, and I know I'm being I know I'm being very vague. Yeah. because I don't want to limit it. But like, there are just people where it's like that's a good perspective like You're highlighting not, people's work yeah highlighting people's work cool. where it's like yes, you, you are doing something that is beyond the boilerplate of mm-hmm. video game coverage hell yeah yeah sign oh, me up sure okay okay like no clip or something uh, yeah but like, like things yeah, like that exactly. Specific, don't like game awards do like best esports player and like best uh streamer or something like that best content creator yeah, yeah, best yeah. Personality, they do stuff like that. Yeah. Best leak. Like I think there's <laughs> best leak. That is that's a really funny funny leak. award. I don't. We'd have to talk about that one. But there's a funny award. I think there's room for snub. discussion on that. I agree. As long as we all feel good about it, yeah. We should do the best snub. Best snub for our for own goatee. So we do our goatee nominations, that's a and then we have award. another one. That is that a spiteful award. The best snub, Hubert. So I think we need to do best snub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta convince Bloodworth. Hubert, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't. Okay, we got. I gotta retell this story. Okay. Uh, spoilers for the Easy Allies podcast episode that we just shot. <laughs> okay. So know that going in, dear audience. So. At the end of the last Easy Allies podcast, yeah. uh, Kyle was like talking about bets, and he was like, "Oh, you know this 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 score outcome is inevitable because Jones and I are going to be here next week. You're going to be at the Game Awards after party." <laughs> and Jones was like, "I didn't get invited," and so we made fun of that fact and told jokes about how he didn't get invited to the Game Awards. And Brandon Jones for best snub. Would be amazing. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Jones got snubbed. Jones, yeah. dude. Best snub, Brandon Jones. And just pick like, the picture, dude. Yeah, just, yeah. Just of him, like, sad or sm- smiling. Smiling face. Yeah. Best snub. If we could get him, like, to film a bit outside of the party. Yeah, yeah. like, let me in. Yes, 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 yes. Thumping yes. inside. He's yes. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, that was a that hotaki went all over the place, but that's all right. Yeah. Are we ready for some emails? Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Are you ready for some emails? Yo, we're seeing Sonic together, right? Are we? I'm not Please. Driving up here to see Sonic. Come Are you on. out of your ben, mind, Ben? Oh, yeah. I need to sit next yeah, to you. Absolutely. You okay. Absolutely. I'm not doing that, Ben. If I'm not do sitting we, next to you do, in the Sonic movie, do we do we, do we dress up? No, no, no. <laughs> we go. We have popcorn and a soda, and I, we watch Sonic. I'm, and you know, this is this is certainly not your fault because you have been the champion of this for sure. I'm amazed that we don't see more, like collectively as a group, totally. see more movies together. Totally. And we we, ha- we haven't seen the fucking Sonic movie together. I feel bad. <laughs> Maybe on a work day. I, if I'm here. <laughs> I feel like they don't happen because I always get really bummed when all nine of us don't commit. 
Mm. I'm a very like we all go or like all right, we're not going. You know, because I don't want that those, has I want, happened. I don't want but people you, to be excluded well, and left out. No, no, no. But like with this group, it's inevitable. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's, we gotta just accept. Yeah, yeah, that's just the way it is. Yeah, man. we gotta yeah. accept this. this just small take the group. few victories yeah. you can get, dude. Sonic. <laughs> um, Hubert, our first email comes in from Brandon. Mm-hmm. Subject very close to your heart and Brad's heart as well. Hello, everyone. Over the past month, with the release of Death Stranding and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, much like every highly anticipated game that comes out, there are bound Hylian. to be spoilers, and these two are no exception. However, on the launch day of Death Stranding, when I opened YouTube, I saw in the top eight suggested videos a nine-hour, 20-minute edited supercut of all Death Stranding's cutscenes. Curious, I opened the video and clicked around. Wait, what? What? Don't do that. I'm just reading the email. I know. Letting it play three to five seconds each time, I did this enough to determine it was legit. This wasn't a fan video fake. The full story was out there. A week later, Jedi Fallen Order had multiple video thumbnails with various spoilers on its release day as well. And with what I saw from Death Stranding, I closed the tab immediately. This has left me with one thought. Somehow, those who are posting these spoilers had copies of the game before it being publicly available, which Mm -hmm. to me means they are review copies not necessarily. Not necessarily. And that means they are breaking some form of embargo. Not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I know in Destrani's case, the latter portion of the story couldn't be discussed until four days post-release. What is your take on this? How do you feel about seeing or hearing about people divulging the entire game, or at least its most pertinent points, before anyone can realistically reach those spots themselves? Thank you for taking my email, and as always, stay easy, fellow uh, allies. It's, it's in, in, in today's era, it's harsh realities. It's on you. It's always going to be on you nowadays, you know? I, I'm yeah. past the point of, like, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Unless we're on a podcast like this discussing the entire history of video games at any given time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, is that any, what this is? <laughs> at any time, we can just talk about <laughs> yeah, a game, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. oh, comparing it to this game's ending or, like, yeah, everything's fair game, so then you want to give a warning. But, like, if a game you care about or a movie you care about is close to release... You cannot stop the internet, and mm-hmm. the internet is going to spoil it immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes even before. So you got to give a little bit of a buffer. It's on you. Like uh, episode nine, great example. Episode nine, Star Wars coming out. I'm off the internet one week before until I see the movie. Leaks are all over the place. Period. Mm-hmm. The entire week, I just will not go. I will not open an internet browser. That's it. The other side of that coin, though, is people wouldn't make these videos if. Others people didn't, didn't watch, watch them. them. People watch it. People watch like, them and they get huge clicks. Yes, for as much as we talk about huge spoilers, spoilers, clicks. spoilers, spoilers, and as much as people talk about spoilers, 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 yeah. like people, people love spoilers. Yeah, people for sure. love them. Yes, mm-hmm. they, 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 they bathe in that. Yeah. They like take the spoilers and they dump it all over. That's their why face. if they really bother you and destroy something, then it's got to be on you to guard it mm-hmm. and to protect it. Yes and no. I I do wish there was an easier way to opt out of it of through the platform like itself sort of of and of co- uh, yeah and obviously that's a very easy thing to say mm-hmm. but i of i course. feel like <laughs> there's gonna be like you could take some precautions like on twitter like muting stuff i guess yes i'm not can. sure about youtube or whatnot you can it just it just seems a little bit weird where it's like i want to avoid spoilers and also, I have to yeah. avoid this entire platform. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't quite line up. It doesn't up. feel right. But it's the reality right, right now. Yeah. It, it, is, it sucks. It is the reality. Like, yeah. it, like and right now, it, it's not a it's not the best plan because when I do want to dodge things, like I'll still get spoiled on like 
the fifth thing in my queue. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, all right, Death Stranding's out. Got to dodge the Death Stranding spoilers. But then, like, shit just got spoiled on episode three of Mandalorian. Or so, mm -hmm. you know, right. there's just so many things that are ready to be spoiled immediately that when it's something high, high stakes, the highest of stakes, you have to be a psycho about it. You got to be a psycho. Like, star again, Star Wars, you know? A I week of no internet. Like, it sounds extreme, and it is. Right. But it's the it only way to be sure. on it. Yeah. I think it is. You just made me realize something, though. I think it is good to probably define levels for yourself mm -hmm. where, where it's like, okay, I don't care if I'm spoiled. I will try to avoid spoilers, yeah. and this is sacred to me. Yeah. I will I will go in a cave and not yeah. be spoiled. Like Death Stranding, of course. But yeah, I think I think for every person being setting up with those things and not not everything can be sac sacred. And I think the sooner that you Yeah. And of course everybody can live however it can't they want. It can be episode but... 9 for everything. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't isn't don't you treat everything like that though? It seems like it because I love so many things, but really no. Okay. No. Okay. Like uh, I'm okay. This with... whole thing of like these videos, I don't have a problem with these videos coming out or anything like that. Mm -hmm. If long as you're not like breaking any rules, like you're allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. The one thing I wish a lot of them would do is is the thumbnail yeah. or the title. Like the thumbnail could totally just screw everything yeah. up. Like if they use a more generic thing or something yeah. from early on in the game, it's not really as big of a deal. But yeah. if you're showing me something like the final end of the game yeah. on the thumbnail, it sucks. Yes. Yeah. Like that Star Wars commercial showed like the end of the game. And it's like, don't do that. Yeah, that don't do that. That's nuts. That's not necessary. That but at goes, the same time, do you know how many on the times, of decency? Do you know how many times I've been in a room when a movie trailer or a video game trailer comes on and I've sprinted out of the room, <laughs> I've turned the TV off. Like you can can never let your guard down mm -hmm. if you're gonna complain and the about thing spoilers. Is, you never I know. Complain. You never know when it's gonna come. Okay, you never so know, but you always gotta be ready. Like two years ago when Rogue One came out, <laughs> we went to visit my wife's uh, dad in the hospital, yeah. and some of her some of his relatives came. Never met him before in my life. Yeah, we're just sitting around talking small talk, yeah. visiting somebody at the hospital. <laughs> All of a sudden, hadn't seen Rogue Just spoiled Damn. the ending of Rogue One <laughs> yeah. oh. unprompted. <laughs> And like, and like, what do I do? What do you I, do? I can't be like, stop yeah. to these relatives Shit. that I've never met. Yeah. And I'm visiting somebody at the hospital. I can't yeah. run out of the room. No, no, no. I'm gotta, just sitting there. You got to take the hit. You got to take, take the hit. You got to take the hit. They suck your battleship, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You got to hit hard. You got hit hard, dude. <laughs> what are you going to do? You, But you no never way. know where it's going to come. Uh, no. You never know. It's scary out there, dude. <laughs> Yep, you get hit by a car any day, yep. or you could get spoiled immediately yep. in the hospital. Oh <laughs> Episode nine, ready to spoil. Yeah. Oh my god, it's gonna be a mind. It's wild out there. Be careful. Yeah. Do your best and be respectful. Right. Like yeah. try to be respectful with spoilers yeah. if you can. Do your best. Yeah. Like the movie theater. Don't talk. Some people see late shows, like myself. Yeah. Don't come, don't come out of the theater talking about it. Yeah, do not do that. Do not talk about the plot of a movie while inside the halls of a movie theater Dude. where people are coming and going. It's I, that wait until you are away from people. In a shut doors yes. where no one can hear you. Dude, wait. It's that Simpsons clip. Yes. Where they go see Empire Strikes Back and Homer yes. walks out and goes, wow, I can't believe <laughs> yes. Darth Vader's Luke's father. And everyone's like, oh. Yeah. They're uh, waiting in line for the damn movie. Oh. I would love for you to have your own theater just to see the rules that you would impose. Me too. Like, I just see you like running out with a stick. <laughs> people are walking out. Of the, Stop! Stop talking! 
Me freaking too. Our next email comes in from Ricky. Hey, allies. I love Ben's Hotakes. They are the best. They make me want to play a similar game with some Hotakes I've heard out there and Ooh. some of my own. The game is called Fair, Not Fair, <laughs> or Very Fair. I will give you a Hotake about the gaming industry this year, and each panelist will give it one of those three ratings. Fair, Not Fair, or Very Fair. Here we go. Okay. Number one, Sekiro Shatters Die Twice, this year's Game of the Year, proves that Activision can partner and publish quality single-player games with no microtransactions. What are the choices? Fair, fair not fair, very, very fair. Fair. Yeah, that's it. It's fair. Fair. Yeah, I'm going to say fair as well. This this one's a little bit weird because it's like they can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They could at any time. Yeah. They just often choose not to. Right. And like if you were a record producer, wouldn't you want to partner with Led Zeppelin or the Beatles? So I Here, don't. I am not okay with you comparing Activision to Led Zeppelin. No, no, no. I'm saying from software is. Oh, sh- I'm saying oh. as Activision, I look across the aisle and I see rock stars. Mm. Not rock star, but like I see yeah. legends. W- what do you want? Sure, we'll, yeah. we'll let us let us publish this, let us produce it, and we're not going to do anything. We'll just collect some cash. Right. Both so I don't party- give them 100% credit for it, even though I should. Even though I should. That's why I say fair well, and not very fair. Yes. I, well, both parties are in a position to benefit and from this, both yeah. have enough uh, strength in their individual areas to get what they want, which is exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, fair. 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 Uh, the studios behind games like The Elder Scrolls Six and Metroid Prime 4 should not do title re- reveals and get people's hopes up until the games are much further along. Fair. Not very fair. Fair. Yeah, you know what? I'd not fair. fair. Oh. Let's get spicy. Okay, go ahead. Love confirmation of video games acknowledgement. being made. Love acknowledgement. Acknowledge me, video game makers. That's it. Yeah, I'm going to oh. Acknowledge that a game that we want is being made, and then whatever, I'll wait 10 years. I don't care. There's a million I, other things to I play. think this is like a case-by-case basis of something like, so, for example, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Katase would got asked about that game, like, when are you remaking this game so much? And I think it was just like, we're making it. Here it is. God, stop asking me yeah. kind of scenario. But, like, some games I feel like you don't need to announce it. Just wait. It's fine. I, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I think when we're talking about things of the caliber of, or popularity of, of Elder Scrolls or Metroid Prime, though, People just want to know they're coming, and there is comfort from that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say not fair. I think it would be fair if it was like they announce it and it never comes. Yeah. Or Scale it bound. changes into a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. That's when it's not fair. But I think the confirmation of it is is okay. So like you can fully feel comfortable about it when it's actually out and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like like because like Metroid in the case. It ran into issues that were unforeseen. Like the same thing happened to Final Fantasy VII too. So, but, but Final Fantasy VII remake is is a perfect example because like, I was just so happy to know that it was, it was real. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it was. It's. I mean, it's been incredibly long since uh-huh. mm-hmm. that that initial time. But frame. it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's coming again. Just comforted yeah. by the fact that it's yeah. on the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. Heck yeah. Shenmue three, same thing. Yep. Uh, Nintendo will never acquire the studios they work with that make many of their games great, like Next Level Games or Grezzo. Hmm. I'm going to say not fair. I could see them picking up Grezzo in the yeah, future. Pretty 
bold. I mean, they picked up re- retro. Like it could happen. Yeah, pretty pretty definitive bold statement. So I'm gonna say not fair. Anything can happen. Yeah, I. I feel like I get where this is coming from. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like studios of a certain size, they I feel like they have very similar relationships with. Mm-hmm. They seem to have like worked out a, re- a relationship with them that works. Like I don't I don't think acquisition is necessarily necessary. Mm-hmm. Not say it's necessary, necessarily but we're saying necessary. it could definitely happen. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. That was the whole thing. This one is weird for me. Yeah. I don't have a strong opinion on this one. Well, to me, it's like I could see Sony picking up Bluepoint in the future. They've yeah. had a strong relationship with them in the past. But I think I think Sony and Microsoft are much more aggressive at picking up people. Picking up people. Nintendo, that's like mm. Nintendo is much aggressive expansion. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like Nintendo, like a lot of the things, they take a long time to do, and they're mm. slower to it. Yes, they could come to. I could see them like. Really rare occasions they pick someone up. They step lightly. Very lightly. Very lightly. Devil May Cry 5 is one of the best games of this year, nay, this generation, and deserved to be in the running for this year's Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Very fair. I mean, it sounds like an opinion, like he thinks it should be. I oh, think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Fa- I think these that's are, fair these are to takes. have that. Sure, fair opinion. I had problems with Devil May Cry 5. All right, let's hear him. Yeah, uh, it was just the difficulty. It was square, 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 laughing. Oh, yeah, I mean... Like, having to unlock... I wasn't going to go back when I beat it. There was no chance. Like, give me hard out of the gate. I'm sorry. It killed the entire game for me. I'm with you. There, There is a way that you can get it, but it's too... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it legitimately killed the game for me. I get you. I think yeah. that's totally fair. It's just like, if you do go back, it's... Awesome. I know. And like especially now with Bloody Palace, that mm-hmm. it really highlights so much of it. Mm-hmm. And so it, yeah. it it transforms the game in a really substantial way yeah. and forces yeah, you to Yeah, there's things I really like about Devil May Cry five, but there's some things I that don't final fight really like. It's a good fight. And yeah. it's not square 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 no. by any no. means. No, no, no. I think Devil May Cry is a really great game, but there's just other games I prefer. Sure, that's sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Gonna say very fair for me. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> Uh, Death Stranding displayed its flaws should be celebrated and discussed as one of the most daring and different types of games to have ever released. It's it's the most here that is bothering me. It is daring and different, but I think when you say the most daring and different, I'm not sure yeah. I can... It is daring it's and different. Ver- it's very different. Yeah, fair. fair. It's, it's not like... I I won't go with the most. Yeah, I won't. But I think it's... No, yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah. Fair. Light, you can, light fair. Yeah, if you can be this unique of a game with this kind of budget, mm-hmm. you know, a triple A AAA yeah. game being this different and unique and weird, that's awesome. Contra Rogue Corps has put, is evidence that Konami has put the nail in the coffin on the idea of ever faithfully making another good game in one of their franchises. Not fair. Not, Not fair. fair. I don't think so. No one ever dies. Konami. Will no one's rise. ever really gone. Yeah, no one's ever. Really no one's gone. ever really gone. It's always darkest before the dawn. Yeah. It always is darkest. Think, think about this year and <laughs> things that we were absolutely certain of just being completely <clears throat> upended. Yeah. I now to the the credit of this take, I do have currently no faith in Konami. Yeah. Right. right. This second <laughs> zero. But but to say nail in the coffin just seems no. Nice. Yeah. I, They'll be back. Like. Some of those IPs are too big to be gone forever. Ever. Like, someone could pick those up. 
even if it's not Konami. I just what the don't know. They could they like license that there? out or something. We need a doc, a documentary. Or they're shutting all the lights down, dude. We need a documentary about what in the world is going on over there. I just see like, banging just... on their door. Simple question. What's Simple... going on? Simple question. Where's Castlevania? <laughs> Simple question. They'll point me to the freaking Spidey, nearest pachinko Spidey machine. Spidey uh, I mean, like, Mega Man came back. And, like, Mega after, Man came back. <clears throat> after Inafune left, it mm-hmm. seemed like bad blood with Mega Man. <clears throat> like, he wouldn't come back, really. Mega Man... Mega Man is on the rise. Mega Man, yeah, Mega Man's back. Don't, He's back. Don't if you if you were sleeping on Mega Man, don't sleep on don't, him. The blue ball was it. Great. That was it. But with the very beginning of the show, we were like things that need to come back. Ape Escape, Mega Man Legends. Mm-hmm. It's gonna happen. Uh, Days Gone deserves more attention and praise than it was given credit for. Very fair. One of my favorite games in 2019. Didn't reinvent the wheel, but it did everything really well. Again, this one is tricky. So I'll say fair because I think I saw a lot of praise from it from people. Like there were some outlets that didn't praise it that I think was maybe I I necessarily don't agree with, but I feel like I talked to people that really liked it. Yep. So I like Days Gone. It and I liked it a lot more than I was expecting to. And I think there was this this air of dismissiveness towards was. Days Gone mm-hmm. that was not even credit. You're right. I don't think Days Gone is is an amazing game. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think Days Gone is one of the best games of the year. The meta score is a 71. That is way too low for that game. That is an 80, dude. That game is an 8. That is the biggest 8 of an 8 I've ever seen, dude. When I think is of it an way eight, too low? A 7.1? That's like hovering around a 6. That's .2 away from a 6.9. A 7.1. I I think I I would go fair. I I do like Days Gone. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's an amazing game. I think it, I think it is a solid 8.0. I think that is a, it is a really good video game. I really do. Hey, we're just, yeah. we're on the, yeah. you know, Devil May Cry 5, Days Gone. We're Which is the, where the, the seven, size. the 70 meta score comes from, because we're on the. Right. Yeah. Right, right, mm. right. Yeah. Divisive game. Mm-hmm. I, the thing is, I like it. Yeah. I think it has a lot of goodness in it. Yeah. A lot of good ideas. A lot of good moments with characters, but mm, yeah, Booze it's man. got some, it's got some problems. Yeah, it's got some problems, but I like the game. Uh, Valve should not have put in the Valley of the Gods on hold for Half Life, Alex. I'm gonna not say fair. not fair. I'm gonna not say not fair. fair. You put everything I, on hold. I think Half-Life. this is a bigger deal. Yeah, no disrespect. Yeah, and hold doesn't mean canceled. Hopefully, and to so me, that this sounds like they're selling new hardware with this thing, so this seems like a big incentive. Like, put all this on hold. We have more plans besides just the game. We have plans mm-hmm. with this new hardware. Of course, I am saying this with the <clears throat> expectation of being wrong. I am not saying that this is for sure. And I get that people are mad about it on VR. But watching that trailer, I saw something. The future. I Like... I I think there is a chance that Half-Life Alex in spite of the absolute insanity of 2020 could be mm-hmm. the best game mm. of 2020. I agree. It can push the genre forward years alone just that game. It remind it's it's the uh, we joked it reminds me of Avatar. Mm. I don't it, remember gives Avatar a bad rap but still when that movie came out it was years ahead technologically mm-hmm. of other movies. And I feel like Half-Life Alex can do that to VR, VR. Sure. where it's like, wow, games, other games, other VR games are going to take like 
two years to even match mm. this. Because the more that you think about Half-Life and Half-Life 2 and how that can be enhanced in VR, like you think about some of the strongest aspects, you think about the immersive world building of Half-Life and how it presents itself. And it doesn't necessarily present itself most strongly through dialogue, but in you Feeling. stumbling upon situations and viewing the world, just sitting back and watching something unfold. It it was impressive mm -hmm. then, like think about how they could take that with VR and then the playfulness, the creativity of how you interact with that world and the enemies and how they're constantly throwing you into new situations that have you interact with the world a different way. I'm fucking stoked just mm -hmm. talking Cannot, about it. Yeah, sounds fun. Cannot wait. Half uh, uh, Alex. Yeah, I can't wait. Wait for that dog part. Yeah. I spent Pet dog. I spent a lot of money to play this game. <laughs> 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 I'm invested for sure. Uh, Huh. That was a fun game. Yeah, good fun. job, good job, Ricky. Thank you, Ricky. Ricky Mario. Ricky Mario. But Coming you know, to Smash. you know, here we're, this this uh, this is a good this is a good Whoa. part of Easy Alice. You know, you hurt me a little bit with that Devil May Cry Five I know, take. I know. But I I still I feel like still respect at every you. moment like, one of us will get hurt about that, something. It just yeah. felt so out of touch. Like it's 2019. You can't expect people to replay your video games. I went through your yeah. entire game from start to finish. I'm think, not going again. I'm sorry. I think their perspective, <laughs> and I don't think it's the right one, but I think their perspective is you are familiar with that type of game. You have a competency with that type of game that probably a lot of players don't, and so it maybe felt different to other players. I think they went too far for sure. Just let me have it hard at least. Yeah. Like, let me unlock Dante Must Die or whatever, but like at least give where, me hard. Where I disagree with you, though, is though even though Normal was too easy... The combat was still awesome. Like it was still interesting. I was still learning. It's I was still awesome, evolving. but for me personally, I still need stakes. I need. Sure, sure. I, I need. say that's a big part. Yeah, yeah. Like, the combat, I get it. like the combat mechanically, yeah. is awesome. I get it's great. It. Yeah. But and the the re just you know no pressure or anything. But a huge reason why I think it it really makes a case for itself in going back is it is not just things are harder. If things just hit harder, like how they structure encounters is different mm -hmm. like you you feel like you're playing an evolved version of the game like Definitely. they really take great pains to make the difficulty better mm -hmm. so that that helps that helps soften yeah. the blow but i still agree i mm -hmm. still agree maybe one for, of the best uh, games of the year maybe for goodies all go back and do some bloody palace i think it will change your opinion yeah i think bloody palace <sighs> is really yeah. strong and it's it's an easy way to hop yeah, back in totally yeah totally and you can choose whoever you want so mm -hmm. that helps a yeah. lot as well all right, uh, last email comes in from Bun from Software and Sleep. I really, really like this email. Hello, Alice. I've begun playing Sekiro Shadows Die twice recently, and I'm having a good time. Excellent. I've Excellent. played almost all of From Software's games since the first Dark Souls on PS3. The problem is when I play very difficult games like these, they negatively affect my sleep. <laughs> I suffer from crippling insomnia, and on any night where I spend a lot of time playing these types of games, Ooh. I sleep very badly, have disturbing dreams, and not and I don't sleep long enough for a full night's rest. I typically play games on easier settings because of these kind of stress-induced sleep problems, but I also enjoy the thrill of conquering the certain tasks posed by these games. If there's anything you can suggest, I would love to hear it, but otherwise I will still continue playing. Not as frequently, though, as other games. So what I would recommend to them is play smaller chunks of the game when you're mm. actually playing the game. I don't know how long of blocks you play of this game, but I would cut that down significantly or half and see 
how how far you can go. Like cut it down a little bit, you still get problems, cut it down more each session. Hmm. So like if you still he sounds like he still wants that feeling, just don't do it to yourself that long. Yeah, as soon as you feel your mood start changing, yeah. shut it you down. Need, yeah. I think he needs to take a break. Um, or play during the daytime. Or play during the daytime, yeah. When you that, have a nice cool off, like a long cool off period. That is that is actually exactly what I would suggest because, and I, I don't know your schedule, I don't know your life, I don't know what, what would happen, but like, let's say you can only play during the weekends, but play in the morning. Mm-hmm. like, And then do like chill games at night or, or yeah. you know, watch a movie Where you don't have to like be like as focused on it. Dude, but getting you, up early to play games. I love playing games in the so morning. Hype. If you have that experience in the morning, then you have the whole rest of the day to kind of decompress. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that yeah. would help a lot. The other thing, and I don't know again how possible this is, or if this is a different experience than what you want, but sometimes playing it with somebody else really reduces the stress. And just having somebody share that experience with you mm-hmm. or offer advice mm-hmm. or just something you're kind of just splitting the difference with somebody Mm -hmm. so that can help as well but really interesting problem yeah for sure that's good what's up I stay up too late playing games way too late Huber for like the first time in my life I feel like I have a reasonable sleep schedule and it's awesome and it it I, but sometimes I get in the pocket of a good sleep schedule and then it gets thrown off. Mm. So Easy who knows? Next time we have frame trap, I could have a terrible sleep schedule. Yeah. I feel like I've had a terrible sleep schedule for like ten years. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, thank you so much, Michael Huber, Bradley Ellis, yeah. for joining me on this lovely frame trap. If you'd like to send an email in, uh, email askeasyallies at gmail One more time, that is askeasyallies at gmail And if you like us, if you like that we have these opinions <laughs> and make videos about <laughs> games. Uh, you can see more of us if you go to easyallies.com. You can see a bunch of things that we make. A lot of cool stuff. Just premiered Prison of Love. Prison of Love. Yes. If you want to have see Huber lock somebody in and yeah. have them experience a it's game together. It's very chill. It's very chill. Yeah. It, sounds, it sounds extreme. Like it's going to be this extreme yeah. like Gauntlet. Legends of the Hidden Temple or something, but it's just very chill. It's very, weird. very chill. Because I can totally see how this wouldn't read, but when I say you're locked in with Huber, I mean that is a very <laughs> chill thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, easyallies.com. And, and uh, if you go to patreon.com slash easyallies, you can consider supporting us. We are still very reliant on your support uh, to continue doing doing these shows. But yeah, thank you so much for watching. Until next time.